back for the break. Unintentional. Plus, we've been fucking busy. Everyone's been busy. Very busy. It's been the first time. Even though there was an episode that got lost, this has actually been the first time we've been able to get anyone else here. August is always a bit of a busy month for me anyway. Yeah, it's a, it's a cunt of a month because, it, one, it's the heart of summer, but also, like, just recording in general. There's almost, like, just placement of this studio as well. It's loud as fuck outside. The studio is roasting hot in the summer. It makes me wonder if uh, we should probably have some, like, banked episodes that we do like some random reviews of something like do an episode on the lost boys and just keep it there for the summer just in case we got something to throw out or whatever you know it's not a bad idea i'm sure other people do that and no one knows about it yeah it's not a bad idea but yeah just re-record the uh the opening of like yeah so we're doing this on this date yeah <laughs> um I'm, I'm tempted to start putting unedited episodes straight on patreon as soon as we're done oh god <laughs> you let you get to hear our fucking Oh, like five-minute piss breaks that turn into a 20-minute conversation <laughs> yeah. after it. <laughs> Especially when it's just me and you. But just as a thing, because the thing is, when you have a month like this where there's been nothing, I feel bad for the people that pay well, on Patreon. Said, it wasn't meant to be nothing. No. But there was two episodes that should have come out, and both of them had a corruption, a, a corruption issue. Yeah, and I've been doing a lot of overtime at work as well. But that's enough about... Why there hasn't been stuff? Well, actually, one of the questions is why there hasn't been stuff. So we'll dig in. We might dig into a bit deeper with, with that question. Um, so we got some listener questions. They've been sat in the inbox for a while. Uh, shout out at first to all the people that sent in their listening from different parts of the world. Uh, we're not reading those out because I'm not sure anyone wants to hear us say. Guess what? Someone from Berlin has said thanks. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Yeah, but but we we do appreciate it. But you share know. it with your friends that you think might like us, and even share it with your friends you know won't like us. Yeah, even better. Because it'd be even funnier. Yeah, even better. So we got a bunch of questions, and we're just gonna go through those, and then just hang out and have a chat, and and that's about it. It's not it's not it the most. It probably be a long, long. Yeah, we no. say that it'll probably be four hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm gonna let Scott go because he's got all the questions. I've got all the questions from one of our Patreon. <laughs> From guys from, from jess who sent in about 30 questions just from him so we'll start with scott's first question okay well literally well one we've literally answered almost straight away hey guys you haven't had anything out recently what what gives that's from gwen yeah well, it's just been busy uh, you you've been busy yeah, band and and all well, sorts of stuff know, gigs and festivals and whatever a, else i was in a stage show at the start of July, so that took up a lot of fucking time getting that up, and you know, then you were away, and then yeah, man, it just you know all my my time it it sounds kind of cunty when I say it. My time books up very quickly. Yeah. So it's literally I need you know I've got to sometimes almost prep or book like a fucking Saturday or something in a month in advance. Yeah, you've already that. said the next two weeks you're. Next two weeks, I'm out. I got mate's birthday, which is doing, which ter- which was supposed to be one day, it's turned into a double header now. <laughs> so I'd already I'd already committed to that. It was going to be a Saturday anyway. Yeah. So I've already committed to that, and then I got a wedding, which again is a double header yeah. because we're doing something in Herm the night before, and then I'm one of the groomsmen for that wedding, so I'm there the whole day. Yeah. So yeah. that's like there's no escaping that either. And then it's then I'm gigging the Saturday after with one of my bands. So you know that's literally the next three the, Saturdays. The, and, then, and then the other things as well is you got guys like Jake. He just won't come on certain episodes. Which is pretty much everything we're doing at the minute. Yeah, and we'll get to some of why we're doing more of that when we get to some of the questions about gaming and movies and shit that are on these lists. Um, it's not been a great year for 
entertainment full stop, I don't think. I don't I wouldn't sit there and go, Oh, I've I've had so I've been spoiled this year for great entertainment. I don't think I have at all. I think no. it's been barren. Mediocre at best. But I predicted this on an episode that didn't air. I said doing our end of year awards is gonna be hard this year. Because yeah. everyone will have something, but Yeah, you know, it, there there have been there have been some good games come out this year. You know, yeah, but they some... seem few and far between. It doesn't... Like, there's, there's been a few years where we get bangers every fucking yeah. month. There's one or two. Can't miss games. I can't say, especially over the summer, when normally you get a few games drop, that anything has come out has been essential. The beginning of the year, there was a few. Yeah. It's... I've been following the convention, obviously, because obviously the summer's when all the cons, all the gaming cons are, E3, Game of the Year Awards is coming up, I think, soon. No, is it? Something's coming up soon. One of these fucking things is coming up soon. It's like Gamescom's just happened. That's it. it. Gamescom. So yeah, Gamescom's just happened. And I, I always look for YouTube and IGN and GameSpot for the trailers and stuff of everything coming in. And I literally, I think I've seen. I actually cannot think of anything I've seen. Assassin's Creed. That I went. Oh, that might be all right. Well, that yeah, but that hasn't even been announced. I guess announced next week. Yeah. I guess but... announced on the tenth, which. They said something. They've got obviously got um, Assassin's Creed Mirage yeah, which, in Syria or something, and it's going to be you're paying as Basim from uh, Valhalla. Yeah, and a rumor. They've said back to basics is what they've said. Yeah, going back to basics with the original the original system, but also a rumor that comes with that is part of the game pass. Uh, this is the season pass that comes with it. Is you're getting AC uh, the original Assassin's Creed remastered, which will be a fucking, which will be worth it to play that again. I've always enjoyed Assassin's Creed games. I did not get on with Valhalla at all. I felt like it was bloated. The world, the the open world felt so bloated, and it's weird because a lot of people said that about Odyssey, but I found Odyssey incredibly engaging. All the side stories and stuff incredibly engaging. I think what helped with Odyssey is you had the naval combat, and it made the it made the world seem a lot more vibrant. The fact that you you know, you could go, there's like a point in the map where you can perch yourself on a ledge of a cliff and everything you see, you can go to. Yeah. And then you see the water and everything. You know, it's that like um, the the Lion King thing of like, you know, all the light, all that the light touches is ours. Everything you see in the game is you can get is to. open. And because it's set in Greece as well, it's a diverse territory. Whereas it's a England, great setting. England is just green. It is just, back then yeah, yeah, there's yeah. nothing else but just green yeah. and then the bits that aren't in England it's just snow and ice so it's sort of yeah it wasn't it was a great concept to do that mass amount of the UK I thought it was, I, I liked the idea and I love the idea that it was Vikings and I, you know, I, I'll tell you I platinum the game I put 140 odd hours into it but by the end it was a it was a it was a fucking I was crawling across the finish line to get that platinum trophy because I was just so bored. Yeah, his team gave up on it. And he was so hyped for it. He was defending yeah. it for days yeah. and days. And then after about two weeks of playing it, he just quit. It's like playing something else. Yeah, it, 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 was, it, was, it started dragging along. It was, it was just a case, I don't know what it was. Like, you go to each area in, in, in Odyssey. Now, Odyssey had its areas and they were level caps for each area like they were in Valhalla. But every area felt different yeah i think character came into it as well because cassandra slash alexius that personality is way bigger than ivor's personality i I chose cassandra for odyssey because i found out after i chose it she was she's actually the canon the canon character of it and i really liked the voice actor i liked her mannerism you know her sarcasm all that sort of shit i really enjoyed that character i chose male avor 
for Valhalla simply because he just he should be canon for, for me he, he should for me, be, yeah. he fit the narrative more than the female version did and he's just bland yeah i mean the raid the raids were fun but they but when they, they worked well yeah but they they were basic and easy enough just kill a load of people loot a couple of chests and you're done like you could literally go through the whole place and not kill anybody if you if you were clever about it but what what annoyed me was oh you need to bash down this door but you need two people to do it and you literally would be there for like 30 seconds to a minute of just your character bashing into the door before someone before, comes before, along before an NPC decides and they would just be standing there like yeah. not doing anything yeah it was it was really poorly executed they should have allowed you to be able to just boot them doors in yourself like yeah, or, or a perk that eventually allowed you to do it yourself yeah. you know, yeah, or yeah. a weapon that does it like your yeah. axe you can fucking smash clean through yeah, a heavy it. weapon you can just bash the door in yeah. which yeah. you can in previous Assassin's Creed there's walls and shit you can boot down and smash through and exactly you know it, it had potential and I think they over they overreached but assassin's creed games always get me going they're, they're always something that i look forward to and a, a new assassin's creed game i always buy them oh god yeah but well, it know, needs it's to one of, it's one of my favorite it needs to return to its glory days to me like we, we've had a few years of shit from assassin's creed like i like origins and i like odyssey like i said couldn't get into valhalla but before that we had the Unity, the Syndicates, and like Syndicate was great. I don't, I, care, I I liked, don't, care, I don't care what anybody. Says. I liked Syndicate, Syndicate but again, with Syndicate, there were parts of it felt like a slog, and that zip line needed to be better. Yeah, but I still get excited by Assassin's Creed, oh. even though they've had some piss poor well, you know, showings. It's my favourites, pretty much one of my favourite series of games. As I told you earlier, I'm literally work, currently working my way through the old ones, trying to plan. Yeah, them all. I did that about a year ago. Same thing. I didn't plan them. I just wanted to replay them all. And just, I, kind of got, I got to Rogue and then I was like, I think something came out, Elden Ring or something, and I just started playing that instead. But yeah, nah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Rogue because actually, if I'm honest, Rogue is the only one I never finished simply because my PS3 died um, while I was playing it, and I bought the remaster, but I never sat down and played it because I think I'd been playing the new system, the RPG system, too much, so I couldn't get back into playing the old. It, system it, again. it is quite hard to, yeah. But because I've been playing obviously the Ezio collection, which I've just finished, and I'm playing three at the minute. I'm going to Rogue after this, and I'll be I'll be still familiar with that system, so it won't be a, it won't be as much of a problem anymore. So yeah. questions. <laughs> so I'll read one of Jesse's out because he sent fucking hundreds. Yeah. Um, have you ever met a celebrity you were completely in awe of? Me, personally, not really, because I worked with so many of them in TV. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, because it was Macho Man Randy Savage. That one. And uh, maybe Morrissey Smiths, but he was a cunt. So it was sort of like, oh, my God, Morrissey's playing live here. He never plays anywhere. He's a fucking moody cunt, and we've got him in the building. And he went, closing the set, no one's allowed in while I rehearse. I was like, okay, because we're filming for my DVD, and we don't want anyone to rehearse. So that was a bit... It was awestruck to know that he was there, but then we didn't get to see him. But yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage for me, because it was, yeah, because it's Macho Man Randy fucking Savage. I wouldn't say I was awestruck, but I got to meet Al Murray. Hey, cool. British comedian. Yeah. Fucking love him. He's, he's always one of my favourite comedians. Amy, uh, about a year or two into going out with Amy, she uh, surprised me with like a birth- my birthday present. She bought me, she bought us tickets to go and watch him play in London. And so, yeah, we sat down at the front row, and he comes in, does his shit. He goes, fucking sees me. He goes, oh, fucking hell, we got a Wookiee in the crowd. He made me do the fucking noise and everything like that. He goes, oh, yeah, fucking Wookiee. He's like, what do you do? Yeah, fucking explain all that shit. And he sees my missus next to me. She goes, what are you drinking? 
He goes, I'm drinking cider. He goes, what have I been saying for 15 years? All this sort of shit. He's like, it's fucking beers for the men, fruit-based drinks for the ladies. Like, give it here. See, my missus go up, give him, give him, give him a cider. And he did a half an hour bit on on this, on, on the fact that she was drinking cider and all that. And then he downed it and he goes, yep, it is cider. And then made another guy go and get her a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. It was really, really fucking good. Totally worth it. And yeah, we we hung around backstage. We we well, after the show, we saw a couple of people just hanging around by the stage door. And I says, "Do you think he's gonna come out?" And she's like, "Well, let's wait around for a minute." And sure enough, he did. So we got a photo taken with him. Got to shake hands with him, meet him, and that was really cool. I wouldn't say I was awestruck by it. No, it 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 is yeah, savage for me. It was it was two part. I knew there were going to be wrestlers in. Someone said, "You working tonight?" I said, "Yeah." Um, what do you want? I said, "Ant and Dex." American takeaway, which is when they tried to do oh, they tried to get over there to get over there. So it was Anthony Saturday night takeout, but it was American. Fucking Randy must have been, uh, Randy Savage must have been well into his. No, it's not two thousand two. What year did he die? Oh, long, long. Not not ten years later, like 2012, 2013 he, was, he, was in, he was in TNA when he died, wasn't he? No, 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 no. Yeah, he was. T- his TNA run was years before that. TNA was his last. Was his last. Match. It was his last match, but it was about ten years before he died. His TNA run was a long, long time before. Um, this must have been about 2002, 2003. 2011 he died. Yeah. So about two, yeah, 2002, 2003, he released a rap album. Oh, I heard about right? that. And oh, the guy went, oh, yeah, there's some wrestlers in. And like, he knew I liked wrestling. I was like, okay. He said, yeah, they're in the green room. I walk in the green room. It's the fucking Harris twins. The two big bald geezers. They were DOA in the WWE. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, <sighs> Harris twins, all right. Like not, not, not like, <laughs> like mugging sport. him off, but I was like wrestlers uh, in. Well, they're jobbers basically. And then Jeff Jarrett walks in the room, and I don't think TNA had launched. Or I think it was just about to launch. It launched in two thousand two, so it's probably yeah, that time. That, yeah, yeah, he was pushing that. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Fuck, it's Jeff Jarrett." So I was quite happy to meet Jeff Jarrett. I was like, got a photo of me with him. Yeah. He signed something, and then I, I heard the voice. <laughs> What's everyone doing later? And I was like. Is someone just doing the... Vo- I turned around and it was savage. <laughs> turn around, it was Jay Lethal. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Like, and literally, I was quite awestruck. I was like, really yeah. fucking sad. He put me in headlock. He was fucking laughing. And he talks like that. Like, people think... Oh, that's, like, that's, that's his voice. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he was doing the whole thing. And I said, I've fucking loved you since the mega powers. With you and the whole guy. Like, since I was a child. Yeah. And he said, well, one day you grow up to be big and strong like me. Because so I was only like 17, 18 at that oh, time yeah. as well. Just it was it was just weird. It was like a- abnormal because his character is who he was, or like that, or or if he's around people, he just puts it on, maybe doll, right. Yeah. And it was it was like talking to a comic book hero kind of thing. Like yeah. it's actually like talking to the character Randy Savage. So yeah, Savage for me because it was just fucking awesome. And at wrestlers in general, I think I'd more likely to get awestruck over a wrestler than any other celebrity. Yeah, I think if I met the Undertaker, I'd be pretty. Awesome, yeah, right? yeah, people like that or Hogan because yeah. it's it's fucking Hulk Hogan. It's like. Yeah, I don't know if... Is there anyone, I guess? Is there anyone that would or struck you if you met them now? Um, I, I don't think so. I don't think... I don't. Maybe Hulk Hogan. Like like I said, maybe yeah. someone like that. Because it's, 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 it's Hulk fucking Hogan. Like you said, The yeah. Undertaker. But there's people that I love that I sat next to, Lemmy, on a fucking plane ride. And I fucking love Lemmy. But I wasn't awestruck. I just drunk some booze with him. And it was that's quite you, pleasant, that's you know? You, that's what you need to do yeah, with Yeah, it's funny. That's, uh... Maybe Vince McMahon. <laughs> Maybe if I met Vince McMahon, no one gets to meet Vince McMahon no. unless they're a prostitute. Um, <laughs> or an employee. You see the pictures from his birthday party? No. He, so 
He had a birthday party that they kept quiet, obviously. Yeah. John Cena went, and that's how people cottoned onto it. Right. Cena went to his birthday party. And then a drunken Vince staggers out into a limousine with a prostitute. <laughs> and there's pictures of it on Fucking the internet. Fucking married man. Yeah, but I think... So, uh, who was it? It's someone who used to work in the WWE. Not Russo. Someone like that. So an old writer or someone, but quite well known, said, oh, they've not been together for about 20 years. They're just married for the name's sake. Well, they're, they're married the and they live in separate parts of the house. And apparently she's got a lover, oh. and then it's and it's they all know about it. It's not hidden. Right. The family all know. They all know about it. There's not this happy family. Yeah, bullshit. That's that's all lies, right? But oh, wow. they do like each other's company and do stuff, holidays and all that. But they've got separate people. They fuck people. They fuck. They probably fuck each other too. Yeah. They're in a polyamorous relationship. Ah, fair enough. It's gay pride here to Gansey, so they're included. The oh, McMahons. I, 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 re- I realised they. It, it was gay. My first episode was during great gay pride as it well. It was, yeah, yeah. I think since you've been two years, I've been doing the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah so your your next question. Next question. What do you think the game of the year is so far, and are there any upcoming contenders? Same goes for TV shows and movies. That's from Gavin. Okay. Well, I can do TV and movies first. I think. That's an easy, easy question for me. TV show of the year so far has been The Boys. I don't think anything's been as good as that. Yeah, I'm kind of inclined to agree. Movie, for me, it's been The Northman, but there's a few horrors on the way that I might be interested in. That Black Phone, I don't know if that's any good, so I'm looking forward to that. And the uh, Ryan Gosling film on Netflix I haven't got around to watching yet. Great man. I want to watch that, so i'm um, sure that's decent a film i haven't seen yet but i am very keen to see is orphan first kill yeah i like the first orphan so that's another orphan one on is list. one of my favorite horror films oh so. it's great it's a true story as well apparently yeah so you know i'm i'm, I'm keen to see that but i haven't uh, as for, like to be honest with you there's apart from like I said the boys there's been no show that's properly stood out the shows i've, been, I've enjoyed like um you like Moon Knight. I, I enjoyed yeah. Moon I was going to say Moon Knight. I enjoyed Moon Knight. Not I watched from... a lot of documentaries and shit this year. Oh, I watched the um, the Woodstock one. Yeah, Woodstock. I really enjoyed that. But, yeah, man. TV show and, and movie-wise. I mean, I went, obviously, we went to watch um, the Dragon Ball film. That was, that was good. That yeah, was that good. might be up there. Yeah, um... Yeah, man, it's, it's it's been a bit of a... Uh, a bit a bit of a dud year for me with that sort of stuff, man. I've been watching shows... Just nothing's really kind of blown me away. Lock and Key was good. Season three, the finale, like the final series of the show was good. It wasn't blow away. It's not like so there's nothing on the boys. But that was that was enjoyable. If, if Invincible season two comes out this year, that could be possibly... I haven't even, I haven't even watched season one of that. Um, there's a film I am looking forward to, and that's Clerks 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I am. I like them, but yeah. I don't, you know, I'm like, I have all Kevin Smith's films. Clerks 2 is one of my favourite films he's ever done. It's one yeah. of my favourite films of all time. That and Mallrat. My favourite of his is Dogma and Chasing Amy, those two. I See, remember. I'd never got on with Chasing Amy. No. But, you know, that's I think it. I was trying to fuck a lesbian chick at the time <laughs> that I watched it. I think you know, yeah, that, 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 that's something I'm, I'm looking forward to. Um, uh, game-wise... I can't even think what's coming out. Game, uh, well, I know that the only thing that I've seen advertised recently is FIFA because it's out in a week, yeah. and that's just everywhere. FIFA, FIFA, FIFA. Oh, I'm like, it, okay, right? well, I'm not. Obviously, Hogwarts Legacy's been delayed to next year now. Um, game. Uh, as for what's been out this year, obviously, um, Horizon Forbidden West was very, very good. Um, Stray. 
Stray was a lot of fun. That's Stray definitely for, a contender. Stray for me is definitely up there as for game of the year. That was a good fucking. For me, Elden Ring is the one. Ten, ten to ten to eleven hours I put into Stray, which isn't a lot, but I thoroughly enjoyed all Same. eleven hours I, I, of it. When I was playing it, I was exploring everywhere, yeah. talking to all the robots, yep. finding out it was. It was not. Sometimes you play a game and you just like being in that world, and that's what Stray did. Exactly. I think Stray's definitely a contender to win. Personally. I would say the best game I played this year was Elden Ring because not only was it a game, it was kind of like an event. It wasn't just, and we don't see that so much in games anymore where they take over. Everyone's talking about it, but you find yourself watching YouTube videos of like speed runs and shit like that. Or, yeah. Oh my God, this guy, he's done it in 12 minutes. And then next day he releases another one. He's done it in 11 and you're like paying attention to it. And you're looking at strategies and looking at how different people manage to do something in the game. I haven't done that in a video game for maybe since no, I, I was, since the nineties, right? Since the nineties, I wasn't looking up stuff like that on video games and following something that way because um, you've never needed to. But with this, it was such a diverse game with so many different ways of completing everything and playing everything yeah. that you were interested in how the fuck people were doing it. You know, uh, a game that I played earlier this year when I COVID. And it's still a game that pops up in my head quite often, actually. It, it was it went under the radar a little bit. Very easy game in in its aspect, but it was Ghostwire Tokyo. Fucking love that game. Literally, I still think about it. I was like, I want some DLC, or I want. I, I literally was looking the other day. I was like, Have they announced that? I know it's only it's been out since April, and I've literally I'm looking. I was like, Have they announced the sequel yet? Because I want to play more. But I platinum the game because I really fucking loved it. I yeah. really really enjoyed that game. I played an indie game. Just after I finished Stray, called, uh, we actually, you know, we brought it up during the, the Game of the Year Awards. And we literally were like, what the fuck is this? And I played it recently, The Artful Escape. It won, I think it won an award last year and it was open for multiple characters. And we, none of us had ever heard of it. No, but I played it and it was amazing. Yeah. It was so much fun. Very easy. It's just this, it's this folk singer. This guy who's like, he's a folk guitarist who's kind of been brought up to to live in his uncle's shadow he was like a basic a bob dylan style singer and uh, they, they've got original music for it and it actually does sound really cool but basically what he wants to be is he wants to be a fucking shredder he wants to be like a steve Vai guitarist yeah and he gets abducted by aliens and you go through these little these linear plath worlds but as you're going through them he just continues to shred on the guitar as he's walking through and the whole world like reacts to the to the music so it starts lighting up and shit starts growing and it was just very beautiful, vibrant game. You've seen a lot of that with these indie games. That like the object isn't to kill something, isn't to defeat something. It's it's to change. Like it's like a positive game. I, I looked at one today, a new cyberpunk game that's coming out later this year. Basically, you are just a restaurant owner. Right. You build your restaurant and like you serve your customers. You change the designs and stuff. And then once a week, you get two days off, and you just walk around the town. Go in the other restaurants, you talk to people, get different ideas yeah. on you can maybe expand your restaurant into being a, a pub and then you can expand it into having a nightclub and you can go fishing and you can go and do these little things. I think they said like you can, you can just get your car and do taxiing hey. around stuff like that. And I was like, but the object of the game isn't story driven, it isn't narrative driven, it's living an experience inside this world that they've created. Yeah. And I find that interesting. I wonder if that's the influence of Facebook announcing the metaverse has made people go, oh, what can we do in a game world now to experiment with it and stuff? Unfortunately, Two Point Campus 
was not as good as Two Point Hospital. No, my missus was playing it, and yeah, it, it didn't grip her as much as Two Point Hospital did. No, it's they the controls are more fiddly, which is weird. You think you have upgraded the controls, and um, the humor's not as funny, unfortunately. And the game is very funny. Two Point Hospital, yeah. Two Point Campus, not so great. Um, Amy was playing a game recently called Road Ninety Six. Yeah, it's like a first person sort of like. Oh, it's a hitchhiker. Road, road hitchhiking sort of game. And then there's that like horror sort of story. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah I've seen the trailer for it. I'm not... She's getting into that a little bit, but yeah, she's she's struggling at the minute to find... Amy likes very big story-driven games. She likes something she can get invested in. Yeah. And she's really struggled with that because she's very picky about what she plays. And yeah, so I'm trying to find her something to get her teeth stuck into. She's really struggling at the minute. Question two Question. of twenty. Do you think we will see Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump both run again in twenty twenty four? No. I don't know. I don't think either party would elect them as their front runners to, to I think to, Trump to, will run. I don't think but he whether will. he'll run as an independent or not, which will hurt the Republican Party and the Democrats will win if he runs as an independent. Because he's literally splitting the people that would vote Republican in two. Uh, Hillary Clinton, possibly, because I don't think they're going to allow Joe Biden to run again. He says he is, but that cunt can't... I mean, he's fucking useless. I mean, he's, he is one of the most useless presidents. I always thought, it can't get worse than Trump. I mean, the guy's not a politician. The guy doesn't know how it works. He's brash, he's rude. And then Joe Biden steps into the picture. And America seems doomed at the moment under him you know yeah you think it couldn't be worse say but then joe biden happened and he's just incompetent but people but the reason he was voted in it was he was the lesser of two evils but it turns out it might not have been the case well, no but you know he's he's got he's finally done something kind of useful and he's done that forgiveness bill for for student loans so like my mates in america they're benefiting from that but then but in certain states and they're taxing that money some are taxing it, and Which is I've seen a lot of people online saying, I worked two fucking jobs through uni. I had to break my back to pay for it myself while I was actually learning. Am I getting 10 grand? No. I paid off my student loan since. I fucking had to go without. I can't afford shit. I've had to... Like, am I getting 10 grand? No. That's always the, you're always going to get that. And You're always going to get those people that work their asses off to get themselves debt free early, but that's just the way it fucking goes. It is, yeah. So, that, so while it seems like a good thing, there's a lot of controversy. It's, it's a great thing for a lot of people. Like my, again, like my like my mate Matt. He basically told us the other week that he pretty much with that with that ten grand, he will pretty much be debt free of his student loans. He will it's pay good. Them all up. It's good. Yeah. You know, I've got other mates that you know that will pretty much see them a good chunk taken out. But it's those, it's the guys like um, a lot. Some of my mates went to grad school. That's this is ten grand's a great little chunk. And one of my mates, he, uh, it's like you get ten grand if off your student loans standard. But if you had this, it's like um, it's another loan that comes for being of the poorer class. You get an extra ten taken off, so you get twenty grand instead of yeah, ten. Yeah, so I, 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 I made mine borrowed eight hundred quid under that mat, so he gets an extra ten grand. Nice off his yeah. thing. That's good. I think what he should have done is gone. Now the uh, the interest we've been charging on these student loans, we're wiping it. out the interest. I think that would have been better. That would have been great. 
you know, because because uh, a lot of people ended up with a hundred grand's worth of debt because of the interest, mm-hmm. and it's like, what 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 the fuck has gone on there? So well, I had to borrow thirty to do the uni course, um, and as I've been trying to pay this off for the past twenty years, you're just paying off the interest. You're paying off just the interest, and 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 they've still got thirty forty grand left because the job that they the the, the course that they did their masters in or what they did their degree in, they're not working in. So they've technically wasted their time. Yeah. Right, well, it's like, no offense to anybody that's ever gone to uni or colleges, you know, that have done Your gender degree, to study degree is bullshit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> fucking natural sciences or whatever, fucking bullshit you're not going to actually get into. But, you know, when I when I finished school at 16, because obviously over here, you, you finish your GCSEs, you, you, yeah. you did in the UK, and then you have your chance to go to higher education so you do your a levels from 16 to 18 and then from 18 to 21 you do your university stuff like that i didn't do none of that one i didn't have the grades to get a level to go to a levels i wasn't smart enough at the time for that i just went straight to work yeah same i went straight to work i don't have any debts i actually have no debts apart from a mortgage which is a, which is a standard debt everybody has i did a year of college but that's free in the uk college yeah. um and i got booted out of that so <laughs> Yeah, college is free over here as well if you wanted to do uh, college of further education. Well, technically I did that. I did five years at that because to do the decorating course, you go to college once a week. But I didn't pay for it. My work did. Yeah. Work. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a fucking, it's a weird thing. You can't, I understand you can't retroactively say everyone who has ever been to uni is getting 10 grand because it's too much money. But I understand the frustration on people's parents that saved their entire life to send their kid to be told they ain't getting shit. Yeah, no, I can understand you know, dad who had to take a second job to pay for daughter to go through uni. It's only if you, if it's only if you still have existing student debts do you get the time. And I've, I've also seen people say, if you're, if you're doing a stupid, shitty fucking degree that ain't going to get you a job anywhere, you shouldn't get it. I've seen people saying that too. And I understand the logic behind it because if someone said, what are you studying? Social studies. Like, yeah, creative writing and all yeah. that sort of shit. Eh? But you can get that film history, right? You can go and do a degree in film history. What the fuck is that actually helping you with? Well, it doesn't. It allows you maybe to become a film critic. Yeah. But critics are fucking But any cunt can be a critic, well, especially now. Fuck me. Well, fucking hell. You look at those ratings for a lot of the shows, the critics are full of shit anyway. Yeah. Can't but, you can't trust a critic's review for fucking weight or fucking nothing. I've anymore. always said it. Nothing should get a ten out of ten. So when I see ten out of ten reviews come out for things, I'm like, you, you're, 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 you're not worth shit. No. You're, you're not worth shit. No, exactly. It's like IGN. They always call it the, the IGN review. Basically, if you notice, IGN give everything an eight. It's really weird, right? Unless yeah, they, it's really they get, they get the new Last of Us an eight out of ten. Funny enough. Everything gets an eight. It's like the safe IGN ah, review. Elden Ring got ten out of ten. But they seem to give everything an eight. It's like the safe review. It's like, what do you think of Obi Wan? Eight out of ten. What do you think of Miss Marvel? Eight out of ten. What do you think of She Hulk? Eight out of ten. Rings uh, of Power? Eight out of ten. Well, they like, gave, they gave Miss um, Marvel ten out of ten. I think they gave Saints Row, the new Saints Row, a six out of ten. That's when you know it must be. Yeah, shit. Yeah, if, if IGN thinks it's shit, then it must be shit. Yeah. I'll find out. I don't see a six as a shit rating. It's weird. I, I was trying to talk to someone online about it. They went, "What do you rate She Hulk?" It's about five. Oh, it's better than that. It's better than that. So five is mediocre. Yeah. That's middle ground. And that's Marvel at the minute. Yeah. The, mediocre is a fine... That means... Put it on... It's, it's meh. It doesn't mean it's I'm ba- going... It's, it's background music. Yeah. Mediocre is okay. A six means it's better than mediocre. A seven means it's good. An eight means it's excellent. A nine means it's don't miss. A ten can't exist because nothing is perfect. And this guy was like, no, a ten can exist because if there's nothing wrong with it, but there was always room to improve always room to improve 
if there wasn't room to improve, we wouldn't live in a we 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 would live in the perfect society. Everything can improve, and he and he weren't he wasn't having it, and he was going no five is a bad review. No five is middle of the ground. For a lot of people's standards, a five is uh, avoid at all costs. A one is literally that thing shouldn't even fucking exist. Yeah. People 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 live people live on an above five rating. So Richie, when you say something is something out of five out out of ten, what they mean is it's literally out of five, because five is one. I mean, that was only rating on one episode of She-Hulk. I haven't watched the rest of it, but what I've seen of the rest of it would be lower. So yeah, they're lucky it gets we'll a fucking get, we'll five. Question, we will get into that. Yeah. Later. Is it my turn? It's your turn, yeah. Right, next one. Do you think there is any hope for big or small screen adaptions of Resident Evil? And why has it been so hard for someone to get it right? That is from Brian. That is called Brian. I think there is hope. It needs to land in the right person. Follow the fucking source material. Yeah. Resident Evil has, what, 20 games? Something like that. 20 games, probably a few books, graphic novels. There's probably loads of that shit there. You know, there's a wealth of source material. And lore and all sorts. To it's dive not... into. And even if you weren't going to follow it, there's so much lore that you could set it as like a farmer on the outskirts of Raccoon City. Like, it's not hard trying to defend off his farm against these things that have just started turning up and then the bomb drops at the end and him and his family try and escape out the fucking way. It, that's easy. That's simple. This is a six-part series right there. Yeah, that's and, and that hasn't touched any of the characters, nothing. Set in the universe, no fan would go, that's shit. But, they, but the thing is, a lot of these people, when they start writing, they're like, we need to have people, we need to have characters that people recognise. Which is why, like, with the recent one, you had Wesker, you had the, the little hint at Ada Wong at the end of season one. You know, you had the liquors, you had all these other sort of shit. You know, it's like, if you've played Resident Evil, it's like, you recognize these characters. If you've watched the films, you recognize this name. You know who this character is. But to, to the point of this, right? Cyberpunk, Edge Runners is out in a couple of weeks. So anime. Yeah. Set in Night City. No ties to the game at all. No ties to the game at all. Perfect. However, you'll, you'll recognize buildings. You'll recognize places, guns, Companies, the clothing, yeah. all the things that you would find in a game. You'll see it. There might be some of the fixers because a big part of the game is you go to these different fixers and get missions as your side quest. Yeah. So some of them will probably appear, the fixers. And it looks great. Small nods. Because what they've done is go, it's just set in the same place. Yeah. And you could, if you don't want to stick to the games, which obviously they don't want to, <laughs> that's very apparent that only one movie uh, has come out that's tried to stick to the games and the, everything else that's ever been made that is not Capcom produced like the cartoons and the CGI doesn't tie in at all. It, just, it has no link. doesn't even try to follow it. If your goal is to just leech off a franchise, at least remake fucking, I don't know, like Day of the Dead or something. Just set it in the Resident Evil world. Like if you're going to, yeah. if you're going to do something, just nick well, one Dawn of them. Of the dead. Yeah. Like that. Just have like, some part of Raccoon City that's not attached to Leon or Claire or Chris and have like these zombies in, yeah, literally invade a fucking supermarket or something like that yeah. and these people need to defend themselves and so have a couple of episodes of I that. I mean, the fucking Walking Dead exists. It ain't hard to rip something off no. that already exists. If you are, because they're obviously creatively bankrupt. Like, we'll get into that. And at the end of this episode, there will be a clip of us talking about Resident Evil with TN because it's the only thing that survived the oh, episode right. that died, right? Yeah. I'll attach it to the end of this, right? <laughs> Uh, our little skit that we did. Oh, is it the yeah, skit? Yeah, skit. Yeah, it's a, do you know why it survived? Because I sent it to you all in the chat. Yeah, that's why it survived the fucking breakdown. <laughs> the yeah. Oh, no. Um, but 
yeah, it's not difficult. Um, why do I think they've had? Because the second part of the question was, why do you think they've struggled? Because they're incompetent. It's, they don't, and there's no respect. It's because you've got people that have no affiliation or love for the franchise writing scripts about something they don't understand. You know, they they like when you like uh, you watched part of the film. I haven't watched it. You know, with the fucking um, Redfield orphanage, yeah, in the orphanage. You know, it, it, it they read they're trying to retcon and create their own sort of like universe with it when it's not going to work. People don't want to see that shit. It's like oh, well, so Birkin runs an orphanage. What? Why? Just fucking do what you're doing. So now he's a scientist. Why is he running an orphanage for? Exactly. What? Like they don't. It's bizarre, and yeah, you're right. They don't know what they're on about, and when they do put Easter eggs in, like the TV show did, um, I think they just go on Google and just go Resident Evil, click images, they, click. Oh look, there's th right. We'll put them in it for for a TV series that was what, eight episodes, yeah. Set in that universe, there were twenty Easter eggs linking to linking to the to the franchise. <laughs> There's One a, of them's the umbrella logo. Like, there's, there's, a, there's a world port. There's actually a wealth of of lore to dive into with something as rich as Resident Evil. Now, it's I you know I've no, I've made no I'm not a fan of Resident Evil. Never have been. I appreciate it. It's just not for me. It's not a franchise. You prefer like, the original. Yeah, you yeah. know. I, yeah, I just couldn't get into the franchise. But I I I know I know I've studied enough. When when you guys have done episodes, obviously listening to you guys and I've watched videos on YouTube, so I understand roughly with the lore. But you think like. You know, even Resident Evil themselves, even Capcom, literally started from the ground again when they did Res Seven. They set, they put you in a brand new setting with a brand new bunch of enemies and a brand new character that had no connection originally to anything. Yeah, and then in the next one, eight, they tie in. They tie fun, in. Yeah. You know, they, even even the games can start again and come up with something original. So why can these? People that can sit in a room and write scripts and come up with ideas. Why can't they come up with something original? Why do they have to connect it to things that already exist? You had the opportunity, like with this new raccoon city and all this sort of stuff. You didn't have to make it about two fucking sisters. You didn't have to fucking put Black Wesker in it. You could literally said, "This is Umbrella Academy," and they're that Umbrella Academy. This is Umbrella, and they're starting again. Yeah. And you could have just spanned off of this, you know, like this. You know, her son, who's the hacker, he could have stumbled upon things, and his friends could have gotten involved. It hadn't. It didn't have to have anything to do with these fucking cross genetic mutants and fucking. All this bullshit sort of shit. doesn't this belong. This woman there. who's got a ponytail. It's not a ponytail. It's kind of hooked onto her head. It's really weird. And then they've got, and then they ripped off, and it was one of the first things I picked up on in that Resident Evil. Film. It was like this is this is the beginning of Twenty Eight Days Later, going into the lab as a vegan fucking eco and letting yeah. out. It's this. It's, yeah. It's this, and and this is how it break. This is how the apocalypse happens. In vegans. this is the same. It's, it's the same. Yeah, it's vegans. They cause vegans problems. Vegans are the problem. They are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think any franchise is lost. Whether it be Terminator, whether it be Highlander, I don't think you could ever lose it. But there needs to be a level of respect. You need people that are going to write for it that love what came before yeah. it that appreciate and want to honor what came before that there's a uh, new picture uh, picture released does it a day or so ago of the new um the new hellraiser and it's a woman it's, right. it's, it's a woman playing pinhead yeah well pinhead was androgynous in the book yes yeah, so, so dog, um it's a, it's not only is it a woman it's a trans woman playing pinhead. it's actually yeah. but no but looking at it i'm like i could dig it you know, I can get, I can get. So not only them. are there pins in her head, there's a pin in her pants as well. Exactly, <laughs> holding their balls back. But you know, you know, and it's, it's. 
I'm ex- I'm interested to see the trailer for this new suit Hellraiser. Well, the image of her as Pinhead looks good. It looks dark as fuck. The eyes I don't like because they've tried to make they've been full black, haven't they? Yeah, I like the fact that he had a human eyes. Yeah, because it made it worse because it's like the at idea, some point the, the this idea, was someone. Yeah, they were yeah. human. They were they were transformed because of the box. Yeah, because in one of the later films they show you his yeah transformation. Transformation. Yeah. yeah so you know that that kind of maybe takes a teeny bit out of it, but it depends on where they're going with the story. All that matters is Clive Barker's getting some money because that man deserves it. He deserves it. But he's he's fucking great horror. It's another writer. cunt who's got a fucking wealth of books and they ain't even been tapped into. So, next question. Frankenberry or Count Chocula? Neither, because we don't have them here. I don't even know what the fucking either of that is. I don't know what they are. Yeah. Breakfast cereals. I, Breakfast, I know they're breakfast cereal Count Chocula. I just remember that from, um, I think it's from The Simpsons. But well, one is obviously Frankenberry. It's Frankenstein, but maybe purpley berry. Count Chocula is right. So I love vampires and stuff, but I think that there's always been something about Frankenstein monster. I've always enjoyed the concept. It's one of the better films and one of the better books. So I'm going to go with Frankenberry just because I like Frankenstein. Well, I'll go with Frankenberry simply because Frankenstein's a better book than Bram Stoke's Dracula. I think so, yeah. yeah. But I think Vampire Mythoff is better than Frankenstein, but I think Frankenstein... The book is better than oh, by miles. Dracula, yeah. Never been so bored reading a book than when I ran when I read Bram Stoke's Dracula. Some parts of it are just fucking oh, hard to get through. It's brutal in not the right way you want. <laughs> it's just brutal, like oh my god, just fucking get on with it. Yeah. All right, so I'll read another one of his because there are more. Book your dream WrestleMania card. Five matches. Jesus. We'll, so we'll share. That, does, we'll that, share. Does, that, does that literally mean any wrestler from any promotion, or just strictly WWE guys? Now or WD guys think, through time? I think it means anything, but I will say if they're dead, we can't include them. Okay, are we going? Are we are we doing our own? No, we'll just do. We'll we'll go back and forth until we run out. Hmm. I mean, just okay. any wrestler working okay. anywhere in the world. Okay, okay. Shawn Michaels versus Johnny Gargano. Okay, that's a good good match. I'm the go. Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins. Hmm. Orange Cassidy versus Toriano would be great match. Great match. Uh, John Cena versus Tanahashi. That's a fuck. That, that that's the main event of that. I think that's a beauty. That yeah. Tommaso Ciampa versus Okada. Good match. I'm gonna go with CM Punk. Roman Reigns. There's just so polar opposites that, from a story point, you could make that work. You can go back to the interview where he said, "Make make Roman look strong." And that's your starting point for the feud. That's my last one. Bray Wyatt versus Malachi Black. Very good match. Special guest referee, The Undertaker. <laughs> Mankind. Yeah, they, they just make an appearance for no yeah. reason. Yeah. No. Okay, so yeah. So now your, your next question, Scotty. Okay, why do you think fans are so divided? Every, tit- every Twitter extra- exchange, Facebook comments, and Reddit thread have two dis- uh, distinct opinions. Be it Marvel, Lord of the Rings, or gaming, you have two very vocal groups. Ones who praise everything new and those who pick it apart. That's from Lucy. Um, I think... No one's ever happy. Yeah, but I think some people are contrarians on both sides. So I think some people will see something and go, that looks shit. But because people are saying it's shit, you then have people go, actually, it's good. Like, I think that's what's going on here. And 
we're in uh, 2016, that election, Trump, and then with England with Brexit, same time period. Yeah. We're in, a, a, especially Westerners, we're in a time of us, fees them on everything. Yeah, it's it, 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 there was a ma- that 2016 year a massive divide on on where where the world went and where it's going. And I think are. when it comes to things like video games, TV shows, quite often a TV show will come out and it's picked a certain side that was relevant to 2016. So we've already shit on She-Hulk a little bit. She-Hulk has made a very clear statement in the first episode by having Democratic Party members statues on her wall like they've done they've they've put that in there right she has that um ruth gainsborough the woman who died the oh yeah form- the judge yeah, yeah yeah right she's got a bobblehead of her on her wall right? that sort of shit's a red flag but it's incredibly cringe yes and it but it shows you that the target audience for she hulk are democrats so or feminists or feminists so but that's left-leaning so if a man goes i think she hulk shit instantly you're an incel you're a racist. You hate women. You're sexist. You're sexist. You're right winger. You're a Nazi. You're a... so the divide. I don't think the divide on good or bad is actually based on the quality <laughs> of the show. Hulk, you're a bastard. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it's based on um, the quality of the show. I think it's based on the political alignment of who's praising and who's not praising. Yeah, probably. Because I thought The Northman was a great movie. It's probably my favorite film I've seen this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Really fucking it. enjoyed it, and. On IMDb, it's got 7 out of 10. And I thought, fuck me, I would have given this an 8 out of 10. It's a, to a 9, it's a really good it film. It reviewed it. But then when I look at the reviews, they were like, this is just a white man's fantasy. This is just a, this, this is a colonialism, yes. Viking fucking yes. white men. And I'm like, Jesus. All, all white men need, want to be Vikings. And then that's... Well, that's that's our... Yeah, that's, that's where that, I... That, to, to, in in aspect, like Vikings back then, you know... Don't get me wrong. You had shield maidens, and they were just as badass as any fucking Viking. But the whole the whole idea of being a Viking is the fact that you know you were raised when you were a warrior, a Viking himself. When you were raised, that the greatest honor you could ever receive is to die in battle. But I think I don't even think it's just white guys, right? I think white guys like the Viking period, but I also think the white guys would be very similar about Sparta about rome do you know because it's european my, my three favorite areas when it comes to mythology are same as you probably egypt greece and norse yeah they are the fucking three because they are just the most enticing to yeah. us in that, in that but respect. i think you would i think if you were to ask a black guy about zulus i think they feel the same way maybe i, they, I just they, did... they, if they were great if they were brought up with that with that yeah, yeah. That, or, or Egypt, especially. They would definitely yeah. be into Egypt. That they would go, oh, these warriors, these black, you know, like they'd then, be into that. But then also for me, it's samurai as well. Samurai as well. But again, you ask the Asians about it, and they would say, well, the Koreans had this, and you had the 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 fucking Huns and the Mo- 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 Mongols. Mongols, yeah. The, Chinese, you know, the Chinese dynasties and stuff yeah, like that. You and, know? and yeah, and obviously the samurai, ninja, like all, like they're very one, they're masculine. Two, like it's what you are. What's the closest one to you? you th- That's what you're going to link up you to. See yourself, you see uh, yourself, all, all men kind of want to see themselves, I think, well, this is from my own personal perspective, probably not all men, but you know, you always like to see yourself as a warrior. I think you, deep inside every man, there is a bit of warrior spirit, yeah. unless you're a cuck. 
and then there probably isn't any. No, this is, yeah, but you know, so you you want you want you find you find these this 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 warrior spirit, and you look for a a group to put it. And, and Vikings is very prominent right now. You know, they, we've we've had like an avatar for you for for you. Yeah, to, we, yeah. you know, you've had there's been so much stuff recently pushed with with Norse mythology. When you think about ten years ago, it was very Greek. You know, we had the three hundred, we had Troy. You had all these sort of like Spartan Greek sort of soldiers, and then you know you've had your Egyptian one through the past as well. You look for the warriors in 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 the society and in the culture that you you identify with. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Back to the question with that, I think everything has been politicized, and it's unfortunate. Like that's the world we live in. When and when you do have something that's just good, something that you go, I'm enjoying this. Someone's got to go with shit. Someone on the opposite political side is going to say it's shit. Like, I've seen recently criticisms about The Mandalorian. Why? Because they're saying that, like, oh, well, this looking after this baby, this man, like, there's no mother figure in the life of the child. There's no this. And I was like, dads exist. I'm not even trying to be a cunt. Like, they do. What are you trying to say? There are such a thing as single dads. Yeah. They do, do exist. My dad was literally a single father for... A good number of years before we met my mother, and he me married. So yeah, it, these things exist. These exist, and it's it's just a weird thing, and it's like. But people will see it. Some some people will see it. Oh, it's a very masculine thing. A single father it was like. It's because they do exist. But it's weird that this wasn't being said about while it's airing. Since we've had Obi Wan, all this other stuff, where women have taken a, a forefront. Well, if you want to go for one of the biggest waste of time of this year, Obi Wan was fucking one of them. They're definitely one of them. Yeah. But it's political. It's not sitting... You're not watching it going, is this good? Because when I try and watch stuff, I, I I try not to get... Sometimes the political stuff will rub you in the face. And it's obvious. And it's black. Like Resident Evil does it a few times. And you're like, oh, get over yourself, for fuck's sake. But I just try and judge stuff on the quality of what I'm watching. And if it's shit, it's shit. But you'll notice very quickly, if you say something shit, political lines are drawn. And it is like you're an incel, you're a racist. You're, like that's the. Do you not like seeing black women in Resident Evil? Have you got something against black people? I'm like, what the fuck? Because that was what they were saying about Obi Wan. You just don't like black women. You just don't like black people. I'm like, Mace Windu is one of my favorite fucking Star Wars characters. What are you talking about? I don't like black people. Darth Lando. Vader, Darth, Darth Vader is voiced by a black man. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. It's weird, right, that they do it, but that's what they do. No, it's because people seem to forget these things exist. Because ever since, because people seem to draw this line between what came before Disney and what came after Disney. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's I don't think the fan base is divided in the, the way the question asked, old v's new. Which kind of how it was. Like, there's people that go, new stuff shit, old stuff good. Or new stuff good, old stuff bad. Which is wrong. And that's... That's how the questions are answered. But I think the people that are saying new stuff good, old stuff bad, are doing so politically. I mean, I noticed it with Bebop. Someone saying that Netflix Bebop's better than the original because the original wasn't that good to begin with. Then they're a fucking liar and they've never watched it. But that's what I said. I remember saying, you've not watched it. And they said, no, the only thing I remember about the original is the music and the aesthetic. And that's all the original cared about. And the story was second. And I was like, you're no, bullshitting. You've not watched it. That's what people would pick up on Cowboy Bebop. If they'd seen, if they'd seen clips of Bebop, they're picking up on the aesthetic and the music. Yeah, if you've never fully watched it. If you're watching highlights, that's the only thing you're going to be because you don't understand the story because you're watching highlights. And I've seen people do that. And they defend this new product, belittle the old product, but then they'll bring up, you just don't like the phase of lesbian now because you're homophobic. You just don't like that Jet is black. You just And I was like, he's the best fucking thing in it. Yeah. 
and I've seen a few people say like I actually assumed that he was mixed race like some people because way Jet character because he's voiced by a black guy a lot of people even the way he was kind of built in the anime yeah, yeah kind of, you'd, of, you'd assume him to, to be a black a lot guy. of people thought he was just a mixed race guy like or a light, light skinned black yeah, guy yeah right? so there were people that didn't go that way and when I saw Jet Black was black I was like it's a bit on the nose because his name is Jet Black and he's black like that's but, a bit on the nose but upon watching it though. you could tell out of everyone who worked on that show this is one cunt who's actually watched the original was him <laughs> he loved it you know you know it he sounded like Jet Black yeah. that's how I, if, they, if they did like if they, if, you know, before you saw before you saw the live action version that's how he literally looked like you just taken this is the anime character in real life it's exactly the same it and, was um, perfect casting yeah, and like he stood like Jet. He yeah. walked like Jet. Mannerisms, he, characteristics, yeah, he, voice, he, everything. He, he embodied Jet Black. Unfortunately, he was in a bad show. Yeah. And a show that disrespected the original. And the stuff about Faye being a lesbian. I don't give a fuck about I that. don't give a fuck, but you stopped her being a femme fatale. So why? That's what her character is. She sedu seduces. She gets her way around people. In this, she's a virgin who's nervous lesbian like what the fuck is that about like that's more of a disrespect to the character than her sexuality it, if she did that with men to get away but she liked chicks i could get it. i can understand it why wouldn't you well you pick up make her buy eh yeah she swings both ways to get she works she works the person she's trying to work i've always said it if they made gambit bisexual in the x-men i'd go oh that wouldn't bother yeah because look bother at the, the guy loves slinging dick it wouldn't bother yeah. me at all because if any of the x-men are going to swing both ways it's, it's gambit. fucking gambit yeah, you know, it's it's it still bothers me now. I brought it up recently when someone brought up the, the show, and I just brought up how they fucked up Gren. It still annoys me. Annoys me. It annoys lot. me how much they fucked up Gren. How they could fuck up one of the bad like like yeah you know I said I explained like the character what he was because they'd never seen the anime but they'd seen the show, and I said this is what Gren was in the in the anime. How much of a badass the character. But was. But they had a chance to make a trans character technically. Yeah. Non cliche. And they fucked and up by making a, a non-binary barmaid. Yeah, and a badass. Like, you had the... What I've never seen, outside of, like, really old-school shit, like Priscilla Queen in the Desert, stuff like that, where the drag queen or the trans person is actually a fucking badass. Yeah. Like, when people... I, I love it when people call me a homophobe and stuff like that. They, they say something like, Priscilla Queen in the Desert is one of my top ten movies. Yeah. It's a fantastic never, fucking I've, movie I've never seen about that. three drag queens going across the outback in Australia. I've never seen it. It's Hugo Weaving, Guy Pearce, and uh, the guy who played Zod in Superman. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Terence Stamp. That's a ridiculous casting. And basically, they've got a tour bus. Hugo Weaving must be quite young at that point, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like 98. Yes, but no, just, maybe just, more, just, maybe 95. Something. Just before the Matrix. A couple so. of years before the Matrix. Yeah. And um, it's a great fucking film. It, it's obviously as gay as they fucking come. Yeah. You, you can enjoy stuff because it's presented in such a way that, like, well, it's not shoved down your throat. No, but then the whole the whole movie is a gay movie, like, is yeah. that, it's, and maybe you would choose to or not to. Birdcage, another one, Robin Williams, great fucking film about oh, gay yeah. geezers that run a fucking hotel. Great fucking film, but that's okay. Crying Game, that's another one, good film. If Buffalo Bill from fucking. Oh, Science yeah. of the Lambs. Fantastic. Fucking fantastic character. Evil as fuck, but a great character. Really twisted. And when you start trying to get into the mindset and they say about he's been turned down for his sex changes and all this, and he gets his, his psychosis gets worse and worse the more they fucking turn him down. Yeah. It's a good character. You, you, can't, you can't say people don't like 
when they do this political drawing of of you don't like X because it's gay, you don't like X because it's got women in it. Well, explain why I love fucking Alien. Explain why I love Sarah Connor. They can't. The reason I love those characters is because they were good characters in good films. It's, and that's the difference that they're not getting. Putting, putting a character into the film and just having the character inserted into the film or the show and having them roll with it with all the other characters is so much better than having it full-blown thrown in your face. And promoted as such beforehand yes. and, and all this. When, like... That's when people turn on it. Is They don't want all this stuff thrown in their face and then you have to like this or you're a fucking transphobe or you're a homophobe or you're fucking you know you're anti this but i think if this is why anime's got so big at the moment if you just incorporate a character into the show and just have them a part of the show yes yes they're gay or yes they're trans and they but they are just incorporated it's not thrown in your face and they are just there people will accept it so much more. they don't exist because they tick a box they exist because the character is made to be part of this show yes but like, like I said, anime is blowing up huge at the moment. Oh, Netflix are spending out shitloads of money on anime. They've just got Berserk. That's right. And they've got one of my favourite animes of all time, Monster. Oh, yeah. Which is must-watch anime for everyone. And maybe once it jumps on Netflix, we'll do a fucking episode on that because it's, it's fantastic. It's such a good fucking show. So we got another question from Jess asking, one Marvel character yet to be featured in the MCU that you're looking forward to? Oh, okay. For me, easy. Gambit. Yeah, it's, it, Gambit's never been done right on screen. And I mean, even when they... In Origins, he wasn't bad. It just wasn't It wasn't great. The, the film itself was shit. I actually thought he was a decent choice, Taylor Kitsch, uh, for, the, for the actor. I think the guy from the other bloke in Supernatural. Um, Sam. Uh, Jared Palkowski, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he'd be a Sam, decent Gambit. He'd be the... a decent Gambit. Yeah, 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 he'd be good. If, it was, remember, if um, it was 15 years ago, the geezer from Lost who played Sawyer would have been a good Gambit. Well, I remember Channing Tatum was supposed to be doing a it. A terrible idea. I never saw him as Gambit. They were supposed to do Gambit Origins and he yeah. was supposed to be Gambit. But he pushed, he apparently, the only good thing about him with that role, as much as I thought he didn't fit it, was at the time, Chicks loved him. His stars faded a bit now. But Chicks really fucking loved him at the time. Yeah. And Gambit is meant to be loved by Chicks as kind of a point of his character. Playboy. And he wanted the role because he loves Gambit. Yeah. And that's what you th- that's what you need. You need that character who loves the role. Who like Ryan Reynolds with, with Deadpool. He yes. loves Deadpool. Even you like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. You, know, you get those certain, there's certain people just are born to play that certain role. And they, they, they play it so fucking well. Yeah, we saw it, we saw it with Fassbender as Magneto. Yeah. Just owned. And like he's he's having to live in McKellen's shadow. Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Perfect, perfect castings. Well, I think both of those, though, like McAvoy playing a young version, you're living in the shadow of McKellen and Stewart. I mean, this is... Most people are never going to live up to that. They did. And that's fucking saying oh, something I, about I the agree. talent. I agree. Um, for me, it's just the X-Men in general. I want to see the X-Men in general. And the one I'm looking forward to the most in the in the X-Men turn up is Rogue, so we can get rid of fucking Brie Larson as Captain Marvel because Rogue steals her powers and puts her in a coma. And that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Who would you have as Rogue? She's to be hot as fuck. Southern girl. Thick. Big ass, big titties. <laughs> I can't think of any Southern actresses right now that popped in my head. That would They've got to be better than the fucking chick from True Blood for sure. Yeah, no, I, 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 get, I get that. Right, my turn. So, have you guys heard of Virginia City, Nevada? 
It's a town where everyone locks themselves in as soon as it gets dark because it's so, it's so haunted. And would you guys ever cover subjects like this? That is from Claire. Uh, we've done... Not haunted subjects. Not haunted subjects. So Halloween. But yeah, yeah, no, that sounds cool. That what, sounds what's it called? What's it? Virginia City, Nevada. And it's so haunted that the residents lock, lock themselves, themselves away. That sounds cool. Like, if that's true and it's something I can look up and search and find... And we might get a mini episode, or maybe it could be included in our next Halloween episode, depending on how much info. Like, if that's the basis of the story, there's there's maybe only forty minutes worth of juice in it. But I am interested in those kind of things. Yeah, um, I'm always interested in something haunted. So, now we're we're always open to suggestions for topics. I mean, we've talked about obviously Heaven's Gate, jo- uh, the Jonestown Massacre. Um, some other killers and stuff like that. So it's, it, you know, we've, we've discussed Yeah, and we've it. dipped into theories with time and simulation and things as well. So ghosts ain't off the remit no, at the moment. So yeah, all. like... It's something we could look into. Maybe it might, it might be like a, a half an episode sort of... Yeah, I think... Jobby. we got to do something for our Halloween episode this year. Yeah, because we've... We've exa- exhausted we've, we, our own stories. Yeah, we've exhausted our well of horror stories. So. so looking into three or four big, well-known horror stories ain't... That that can work. As, or as some real life like ghost towns, you know, town, places that are haunted. Because you know, America itself is a wellpool of uh, of haunted places and ho- haunt hotels and shit like that. No, yeah, we'll look into that. It seems uh, like an interesting one. So we got another one from Jess. Um, <laughs> name one band people would be surprised you like. Bit difficult for me because of the radio show. Um, is there anything I like that I haven't played on there yet? Paul Simon's got a couple of really good songs oh, I like. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So Paul Simon, yeah. So Paul Simon's the one that did You Can Call Me Out, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah great a, song, yeah. Great He's got a few other songs Bass like that. Bass amazing in that. Yeah, and he, he, has, he has a lot of like, African influences yeah. and shit. No, yeah, Paul, Paul Simon. No one would look at me and go, he likes Paul Simon, but yeah. I do. There's a couple of yeah. Pauls. There's about three or four tracks of his that are on my liked yeah. list on Spotify that turn up every now and then. Okay, so this, so this is how weird my fucking taste in music is these days. Today alone, I have listened to a new band I found the other day called Ithaca. So they're basically like the British version of Spirit Box. Okay, yeah. But they, you know, they, they've got some like interesting stuff. So they're very metalcore, but they've got a female singer who obviously sings and screams, and their music videos are really fucked up as well, which is really cool. So you know, I've, I discovered them recently. So that's metalcore there. Um, what was it? Uh, there's a, a band I've been listening to the past couple of months called Polyphia. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, who are mostly instrumental, but they released a song the other day called ABC, where they've got a, a singer on it called Sophia Black. So that's really cool. I recommend checking that out. And then what I've been listening to a lot this week is Christina McQueen, the French singer. Fucking incredible. Yeah, she's got she got a song called Girlfriend. Yep. Fucking tune. It was a big hit yeah. a few years ago. Fucking tune. Yeah, no, they're good. Well, yeah. I've listened to her th- uh, three albums because my dad got me into it because my dad's my dad's got as weird a music taste as I do. Like one of my dad's favorite, my one of my dad's favorite artists, Lady Gaga. Fucking lo- no, he fucking loves her, man. She's talented. I and he's, like... he's, he's literally said he's like he's like one thing I need to do. My dad is seventy five, right? And his Whirlpool, like, do you know who one of his favorite bands are? Scooter. Really? He fucking loves Scooter, <laughs> man. I fucking hate Scooter. He fucking loves it. Like he absolutely loves it. I bought uh, for his birthday about a year or so ago. I bought him a DVD. They did a live one from within two thousands. You know, he literally. 
So I get, I get, I get his, I get like his sort of like appreciation for weird music taste. But yeah, stuff like you know, I guess, I guess if you look at me, you're instantly thinking metal, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I fucking love K-pop, as as we've discussed on episodes before. I'm a big fan of K-pop. I'm a big fan of acoustic stuff. Big fan of fucking chill. I love um, lo-fi. Yeah, same. Lo-fi, like lo-fi hip-hop yeah. beats, man. I fucking love that shit. My, yeah, my music tastes like your sound. It's all over the place. Yeah, I was just looking at my queued songs because sometimes I'll listen to little playlists I find. I'll queue, queue up a couple of songs. I like that. I'll sling it in the yeah. queue. So this is my queued song. I've got Sleepwalk, Santo and Johnny, which is something like the 50s. Oh, yeah. Um, Deftones, their version of Sleepwalk. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Heavenly by Cigarettes After Sex, which is kind of like a you've, lo-fi. You've, you've, you've had played, them, played, you've, you've played had them played on, the, on, the radio, on the radio show before, haven't you? Then I've got Hot Love Man by Sleep, like a prog, okay. prog band. Yeah. I've got White Lipstick, Hunks and His Punks, a little gay, little gay fella. <laughs> uh, Mary on a Cross, Ghost. I've got Don't so, Delete the Kisses, Wolf Alice. Oh, yeah. So, it's all over, it's all over the place, yeah. mine. So, it, yeah, I don't know if anyone, I think people do make judgments. I think they look at you and you will make will. a judgment. You always will. Uh, and anything that comes out of that judgment He's always going to surprise people. But I, you know, there's fucking Chemical Brothers on here, which I've paid a bit of them. Stereo Lab. I've even got this. Ahmed El Sayad. Satalu Allah. The fucking Islamic folk song. But I like it. It's just the... Yeah. So there's all sorts of shit. Yeah. So uh, one thing I should, yeah, should mention, that I got into country music recently. Yeah? Yeah, I found a... I don't, I actually don't know how it happened. I, was, I think I was at a mate's a couple of weeks ago. And... Uh, I think we got talking about country music for some reason. And I went on Spotify. I was like, country hits 2022. So I just fucking saved the list. like, And I've literally just been... I worked my way through it. It was about a six-hour playlist. And I just worked my way listening for like country music. And I found this guy called Chase Matthews. And I really fucking like him. I think he's really, really cool. Talks a bit... You know, I'm, there's a couple of songs he talks a bit too much about God. Which, you know, I'm like, okay, that, that that's fine. That's your thing. But there's some really good songs that he's got on there about fucking like broken hearts and drinking and that. But yeah, I like a bit of country. Like it's cliche to say you like Johnny Cash, but he's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I'm old, man. I grew. I, yeah, my my dad yeah, used to play Johnny Cash when I was growing up, and I've listened to his greatest hits and stuff like that. And yeah, there's there's a lot of fucking great tunes by him. My granddad loved country. Yeah, my, always my listening my to country. Loves, always my, listening. To my country. dad likes Irish country. Yeah, uh, the Irish have a massive like folk they and do, country yeah, yeah. section. My dad likes. I've, I've walked into. My, I've it's got, their connection to Oregon, right? So Oregon's got oh yeah, a big Irish connection. I think it's the crossover from that. Yeah, I've, I've walked into. I've walked. I've gone to my parents' house sometimes, and they'll literally have the the fucking Irish channel just playing fucking country music, Irish country. I'm just like, the fuck, are you watching? But yeah, yeah. I think me and you, me and you, are like the two worst people to fucking ask for. What is what do you listen to that people think you would listen to? Because there's a lot of shit looking at us. You think they like this. But we also like. This. I always just get metal. Everyone just goes, he likes metal, and I do. But it's like probably the it's probably the smallest of what I listen to. Oh times. no, I I play metal, so I listen to yeah. that shit all the time. But I listen to so much random stuff. My missus sometimes goes, "What the fuck are you listening to?" Like, <laughs> My listen mind's to the same. She's like, "What is this?" Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm listening to this. Why was I? Like, it's hyper pop. What the fuck is hyper pop? I got fancy for it right now. What's the problem? Um, it just depends. Yeah, it depends. I I used to listen to like almost exclusively metal. Yep, same. And but there was all, but it's almost like I was lying to myself. There were songs I'd like, and I'd sort of go, like shit. Do you know? What I like, and I think it was because of my mates and stuff. I'd like to admit it. It's like now I'm happy to admit I love Erasure. I love it. Oh yeah, they're great. 
I used to like, yeah, I, same thing. It's like I used to kind of purposely tell myself I hated this because it's not what I should be listening. But as I've gotten older, I'm just like, music is too diverse to be narrow-minded. So, um, I was listening to a neurobiologist. I think he was on Joe Rogan, right. and he was talking about music stopping your brain right. So you have neural pathways; they're constantly growing in your brain. But once you hit 25, they slow down. Yeah. Right. That's when you stop developing. Yeah. And you can still grow them, but it's very hard to because you're almost set in your ways. Uh Music is the number one way to to keep growing those pathways, which makes you smarter, makes you more mentally uh, equipped. Yeah. He he was saying a lot of time you'll hear something, I don't like this style of music, and you'll write off a whole style of music. But if you gave it more than a couple of hours, those pathways develop, and then you start understanding what's good about it, and you start developing a taste for it. Uh And music is the number one way of being able to regrow those pathways that stop growing when you're 25. And I think like there was two time periods where I, I got very strict about what I listened to. When I was like 15, it was new metal only. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't new metal, it was shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of how it was. And there were a few, yeah, there were a few yeah. like Marilyn Manson, a few things that weren't new metal, but it was like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a weird yeah, but new metal, kid. in New Metal Industrial are pretty much close relatives yeah. anyway. So it's like that stuff, and you kind of like lie to yourself about it because you're into this new thing. Yeah. And then I kind of, after growing out of that, I started listening to everything. So when I was like 18, anything and everything. Yeah, I, I, I think I was kind of, I was relatively the same, especially when I was younger, like between sort of like the ages of like 16 to 22, 23, is if it wasn't metal, metal core, or any sort of variation metal, then it was shit. Hated country music, hated folk music, hated fucking anything acoustic, all this sort of shit. Yeah, and it, it just, it's kind of like you you kind of stumble upon a song or a band, and you're like, I like that. Yeah. It's not what I'd normally listen to, but I like that. And then it opens up, then that, that fucking whirlpool opens up, and he's like, right, what else does this, what else sounds like this band? And then you open up, and then you discover other genres, and then you discover all these things, or... Like, you just remember shit from when you were a kid. Yes. Right? And you know, know, I used to fucking... Because I, I know when I was younger, The Cure come on, I loved it. Yeah. So why the fuck am I not listening to it now? Because it ain't cool to listen to The Cure at that time. But now, the day and age we live in now, it is, music's changed. Like, what people listen to, and I wonder if it's TikTok or something has changed. Mate. And there's a lot of negatives from TikTok music. But so many songs that are um old or good or or things that people have forgotten about just appear in tiktok videos all the time and so there is no one genre there's no genres anymore that people stick to one everyone sort of listens to everything now and it's acceptable to do so so we got another one from jess favorite star trek movie besides wrath of khan so for me it's a simple answer i really like the voyage home where they land in earth in the 80s with the whales and they've got to save the whale, so that's that would be mine. Other than Rafa Khan, um, fantastic. I have seen I've seen a few of the old films years and years and years and years ago. I think when they used to be on Channel Four, but none of them really pop up into my mind. Obviously, I've seen the two of the most recent films. No, so I don't really have an answer because I'm not really a Trekkie, if I'm honest. Right. Next question. I read that the UK version of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man has been edited due to homophobia over the line, that's a nice outfit. Did your dad make that for you? 
Is that true? From Peter Parker. <laughs> Is that what his name was? It's just Peter. Peter. Uh, Peter. I call him Peter Parker. No, it made me laugh because there's a wrestling question and the geezer called, the geezer's name is Mark. <laughs> I was like, of course it is. Yeah, it's fucking the Spider-Man question is from Peter. Um, um, I don't remember that and I think, I believe I had read that had happened but I don't remember the line in the film. It happened Oh wait, that was, it was Randy Savage that said Randy it, wasn't Savage. it? He says it to Randy Savage. That's right, when he's hanging he's on the cage. the cage. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is recent. How is that, I think homo- this, how I is think, that homophobic I line? Think, I think this happened like two months, three months ago. It aired on ITV and they rem- and they literally it gets to the point where he's looking up at him and they dub it so there's no words it's just him staring at him and then he jumps back down and they like clip it and edit it out and there was a whole article written by like Screen Rant or something about oh, being course, homophobic it's fucking Screen Rant and they put out a YouTube video there was a whole there was a whole big thing it did happen but it happened not as a result of the UK going take that out as homophobic I think these articles and Twitter pressure had happened like when the new when the new Spider-Man came out so that when they came around to airing that one they they took it out because there's already people kicking off about it online and it's, it's not f- homophobic it's a fucking banter insult when you're literally going against your opponent to try to get them rolled up it's not homophobic it's a bit of banter and it, it, it's, a, it's a classic Spider-Man quip yeah this is what he does the other thing is there's the meme uh, of it where he goes who made that costume your husband and then it shows you the next panel was Randy Savage going, he did actually, and we love each other, and you're not going to make me feel guilty about it. Like, the <laughs> meme exists. That is funny. And and the thing is, like, if anyone is homophobic in that scene, it's Savage's character, because when Peter says it to him, he gets angry about it. Yeah. Right? So maybe he's homophobic, or maybe he's in the closet, or whatever, but he gets angry about it. It's not homophobic. It's just a joke. It's, yeah, that if people that look too far into that sort of shit need to be shot it's like the uh, meme of in the same film when Peter rescues someone and the police come running over to him mm-hmm. there was a meme going round with and it was literally just like a fake subtitle and it would always say deleted scene from Sam Rooney's Spider-Man and the, the, the policeman's going better not find out you're black under that <laughs> And uh, it was a meme, but people thought it was real. And people were asking Sam Raimi in interviews, did you really have this line that got deleted about it? He's like, no, that's not in the film. And it was just a joke that people took too seriously. And I think it's the same with this. I think people, a certain generation. Oh, this current generation. Yeah, are are looking to hate anything. And the idea that Peter Parker would make a joke about the guy's husband knitting him a fucking vest or whatever... Is seen as homophobic, where Spider Man, Spider Man most definitely wouldn't be a homophobic character. Spider Man's rescuing anyone. You know, it doesn't matter if they're a good person or if they're someone in need. He's rescuing them. It doesn't matter what skin they are, what what fucking who they want to fuck, what they identify as. Spider Man's saving them, and he's not going to go. Oh look, there's a house fire. It's a faggot. I'm not doing it. Like it's just not how he works. <laughs> That's not Spider Man. You know. That's not what happens. He's not a homophobe, uh, but that did happen. And it was ITV, and it was about three, four months ago, I think, that happened. This, gen- this, this, this generation, this is no offence to anybody, but to be fair, if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, when we produce, if you're not part of that fucking people, when I say, but a lot of the generation that's coming up right now, they're fucking idiots. It seems, it seems we went through a phase where people started getting smarter, and then they started getting stupid again. Millennials, which is us, like our generation, now there are some of those people that have joined in on all this stuff. 
But there was a point, and I'm going to say around about 2010, 2012, where... Where the world should have ended. Where the world should have ended. Where millennials should have started taking over these key spots in businesses and things like that, right? And they didn't. No, because we weren't earning the money yeah. to do it. And we were kind of overlooked. And I think many people, especially in creative industry stuff, got very bitter at that point. And they started attacking their roots. Which they shouldn't. And then the next generation has just seen that and done it tenfold. And I think that's what's happened with the Zoomers. They Everything they see has to be torn down. But anyway, let's, uh, let's crack on. Next up. question, yeah. I know you don't cover wrestling too often, but what do you think of the post-Vince era and the current state of wrestling as a whole? Wrestling is the best it's been in fucking years. It is actually a perfect time to be a wrestling fan. Because there is so much variety to watch. New Japan, AEW, and now since Triple H has taken over, WWE is getting a shit ton better. There's so much going on right now. Yeah, it's in a really good position. And AEW does seem to have some problems. There's all this backstage drama. But Tony Khan's booking ain't great at the moment. No, no he's overwhelmed, I think. I think that's what it is, yeah. Because it's to, not his only job. That's to, the other well, thing. He's, he's also fucking trying to book on Ring of Honor, and he's also trying to manage Fulham and the Panthers? Jacksonville. Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars, Jaguars, yeah. And I know his dad's involved with those two as well. Yeah, but... he's the main runner of them. So he's, he's managing technically four businesses right now. It's a lot to manage for something. It's a lot to manage. And he's got people on the roster that can help him manage this shit. He's got creative minds. There's other creative minds out there. I'd, I'd go go for the creative minds with it. Yeah, but yeah, but he's still in a he's still in a good position despite the negative news aimed at AEW. I'm still enjoying every. They broke a million. Week. They broke a million this week. Yeah. Dynamite. Rampage, Rampage, Rampage ain't really worth much. Rampage is doing better. It's, it's gone up in the past couple of weeks. You know, it's, it's doing better. But it's not must see TV. Dynamite is. Yeah, because it's only an hour. Yeah. There's been some. There's been some incredible matches on it. But it's only an hour, which to a lot of people isn't worth the time. And it's on at 10 o'clock at night in, 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 the, in the US. So we'll go to the next question. It's nice to get a bit of wrestling in. We've had a few in here, actually. Yeah. Got wrestling in. Because we don't... He's right, whoever asked that. He's right. We don't get to speak about it often. Because it's no because, one... It's because it doesn't do the numbers for us. No, it, it does like under half what we normally get yeah. if we do a wrestling episode. Um, is there anything on your bucket list that you haven't done... That's doable, but you just haven't gotten round to it. Uh, a job I would always, I've always, I've always wanted to do. I'd love to be a voice actor. So my bucket list would literally be a case of I would love to be, I would love to be able to record a voice for a show or a game or something like that. That's something I would always love to do. That's on my bucket list or something. Uh, to get this podcast in the top ten in a major country. Such as the United States, Canada, Australia, UK. or the UK. Yeah, a bit a major, a major Western English-speaking country to get into the top ten, and to be recognised for the work we put in. Because we, because even though August there wasn't anything, a lot of work goes into this, and time. Even if it's just showing up and spending four hours talking, it's still time. When it's cyber cyber's this research, as you know, oh, we, a, a lot of research. We spend like a week to a week, maybe two weeks researching a topic. Yeah, almost every day you're looking at shit. Listen to the podcast, researching Notes, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that that would be one. To, 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 to get that and actually get some recognition for what we do. Because as big as we are, and globally, 
we get a lot of listeners. But when it comes to like, oh, it's like 800 in the UK, 800 in France, like, it's not a lot it, it, when you look at it. So it's not breaking any banks around the world. No. You know? But but when it, when you go 20,000 people, that's a lot. Yeah, but, but it's fucking think, everywhere. When, when you think we're, we're not associated with any broadcasting service like Blue Note or anything like that, we don't do any sponsorships. No. Nope. It is literally just most. It's just you and whoever's available on that day to do the research and do the and do the topic. With no fucking backing from anybody. No, the, no, the no of, guests really. We, no. we we've got people that we've reached out to, but nothing. The yet. amount, the numbers that this podcast reaches at times, especially with the cyber psycho stuff and our conspiracy stuff, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so you, numbers, it can be impressive. Twenty to twenty to thirty thousand people have listened to these episodes. Without anything to go on, like there's no, there's no, there's no company backing, there's no company promoting it. No. It's literally just going. Even our social media reach is not where these views are coming from. No, because Facebook fucking damps it down massively. So it's coming from people typing in a subject, and I think that's why cybersocos have done so well, in particular, because people were typed in Luca Magnata and they found us. But say, three hundred people in England type in Luca and find us and listen. And then you have another 300 in France, another 300 in America. Now, like, once you look around the scope, because our, our, well, we get people in Japan, all sorts of stuff listening to us. It's insane. How could not learn an English off of us? Fuck. Well, they could, yeah, well, they fucking, they've picked the wrong podcast here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's a big number, but it would be bigger if there was, say, half of it was coming from the UK or half of that number was coming yeah. from America. So, yeah, you've got 20,000 listeners. But if it's 10,000 in the UK, you're going to appear in charts. You're going to appear. People are going to reach out to you for sponsorships. People are going to reach out to you for things. But at the moment, and we're four years in. So it takes it takes time. But then I look back at the 2019 episodes where we're getting like 20 people listening. You, do you know what I mean? Like It was like 20 people for about six months. It was It was nothing. And then it suddenly went up to like 100. And then we moved over to this and it went back down to 20 for the first two episodes because people were there to change what they were following, they had yeah. to do this. But then, boom, it suddenly went 1,000, 2,000. It started going up and up and up. And on Spotify alone, it's about 10,000 now, just on Spotify, which is, which is great. But it's still not enough to make us trend somewhere. So bucket list would be for us to actually trend. Podcasting is a very difficult thing. There's a lot that goes into you see so many people that just do sponsorships to get that extra bit of fucking push. But then you end up wasting half your episode doing fucking adverts. It pisses me off. Oh, it fucking annoys I'll the skip fuck them. out of me. Because you if you put three of these out if you put one in the beginning, I'm probably gonna allow it. You haven't started saying anything. If you start interrupting your podcast to promote some shit. Yeah. And it's not like if say for example we're drinking Strongbow. Say for example, Strong Strongbow paid us three hundred quid to plug Strongbow on this episode. We say haven't. It would come up in a natural way. Are you drinking this, Scott? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, I'm not gonna fucking do an advert. I, it would be if I was getting paid to promote something. It'd be subtly. It's part of the show. The, yeah, yeah, it's not gonna be a fucking. That, I've been listening to um, Stephen Larson's "Going in Raw," and it, it's becoming harder and harder for me to listen to them because before the episode even starts, there's about two and a half minutes of, of fucking adverts of other companies. Yeah. Then about 10, 15 minutes in is like. So before we get on with our show, Steve, have you heard about this? No, Larson, I haven't. What is that? Oh, well, this is such and such by such and such. 
and I have been using it. And I just, I was like, I, I literally was like, right, you get the 15 seconds skip on Spotify. I'm like, skip, boom, skip, boom, skip, boom, skip. Yeah. And we're back to what I'm actually fucking into listening to. Yeah, there's some podcasts where I know, like, this advert, I know how long they've scheduled for it. Because it comes up so often that I know, just go skip two minutes. Yeah. And boom, the advert's ended. It's not a good look. It's not a good way of doing things. I, I would never want to do the, that. The, well, the thing that pisses me off the most is I pay for Spotify Premium exactly. to skip the fucking adverts. And everything I listen to now has fucking their own adverts in it. And this is not what I pay for. Unless you find a podcast that's got a strong Patreon, they won't do adverts. That's the other thing I've noticed. Yeah, but even though... I've but they done, might advertise their Patreon, so but I don't I mind that stuff. I recently started listening to a Assassin's Creed Lorecast. So it's not Robots Radio, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> yeah. But like in the middle of their episodes, they do, right, we're going to take a break and we're just going to talk about our Patreon. That's great that you're doing a Patreon and you're getting some money for it. Don't want to fucking hear it every yeah, episode. Because I, I listen to their... Um, Robots Radio, Cyberpunk, and Mass Effect one they do. Yeah, yeah. Same, they've got same. fucking loads. loads yeah, of some, some of the people that, that do, so the Discord I'm on, they've got the Mass Effect. I think it's two of the people that do that one on that one. Right, next question. If you had the chance to take revenge on someone without consequences, would you do it? No. If people, if people hurt you, if people upset you, if people do something negative to you, unless it's like raping your daughter or something. I think you'd kill them. Or your loved one. Yeah, you would take revenge. You'd kill them. Oh, yeah. But... Nine times out of ten, it's not good for your soul to take revenge. No. But then it comes down to that age-old question of, if you could kill someone and get away with it, who would you kill? Well, the answer is you would kill anybody because you get away with it. So, yeah, if you, if you could get or if you could take revenge on someone, but the fact is, what has that person ever done to you? Depends what sort of person you are, I guess. I understand that like people have fucking exes who cheat. Yeah, that's a bit something like that more. Yeah, it, I understand wanting to, but not to get all spiritual. But when we did stuff like simulation theory, time, if there is such thing as a soul, I don't think revenge is good for it. Or your mental state. Yeah, I think it's more of that. Revenge isn't good for your mental state because revenge, it, you know, revenge doesn't make it taste any better. You don't feel any better for taking revenge. That's you why just... revenge is a dish best served coldly because the taste ain't getting better. It's you ain't. It ain't. Also, it's also a good song. Type of native. <laughs> but yeah, re Jess with revenge. I don't think it's worth it. However, if I had a terminal illness, Breaking Bad style, there's a good chance I could fly off the handle and do something big. What would you do? I'd go full Johnny Silverhand at Arasaka HQ, be it Disney, the World Economic Forum, or whatever. Something like that, especially if you could do it and do so in a way that exposed an error in the world. Maybe that would be... Maybe that would be worth it, but even if that... I had, if I had enough intel, maybe. But given the fact of the stuff that I actually do know, which is pretty much like everybody else, bugger all. If, if I, I could blow up a building that exposed Epstein's list, and I was and I was ill and I was going to die of cancer or something, maybe yeah. I'd do it. Do you know? Like I think the only way you're ever going to get Epstein Epstein's list never is if it. someone hacks into it. Here's his suicide note, sir. Let's open it up. It's just a picture of Pepe with his ass out, like. <laughs> Say like top keck or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just had deja vu. That'd be the way to do it. Unless you just had deja yeah. vu. Jess has a questionnaire about Epstein's list, asking who we think is on it. And while we're on the subject, I'd say the fact it's all been hushed up and no one is pursuing it, that in my mind, everyone's on the fucking list. From every government and institution, that's who I think is on the list. So, Scott, your next question. Do you guys think the upcoming reboots of Conan and the Lost Boys will be any good? 
That's from Ross. Scott has a Lost Boys tattoo, and I'm currently wearing a Lost Boys t-shirt. No. No. It's the answer to that. No. There is anything, okay, Conan like ants people, because they've already fucking rebooted it once, and it was dog shit. It was dog shit. Great actor. It's, it's so Great ba- choice. It's so bad that no one remembers it, that Hollywood thought, oh, we'll do it again and see if people know this one. But, and well, even technically again with the Lost Boys, they did two films. They did the they did uh, the tribe. Tribe's not bad. And, I like tribe. The tribe was fine, and the thirst, which, and it, you know it kept on with the Frog Brothers. You know, it gave fucking Corey. Uh, yeah, it's Bilbo set in the same same universe, universe, yeah, same universe with the same sort of similar characters and everything. But I've seen some of the casting choices for this reboot. I they look like e boys off TikTok. It's like fucking. That's your main character. They look like you look you you basically boy band you're looking at BTS. Yeah, but. American. Yeah, that's what you're looking at. Yes, it's not going to work. It depends on what your story is going to be, where you're drawing the source from. If you're going to, if you're taking it from like the comics that they did of the Lost Boys and the novels and stuff like that, and just, um, if if you do it like a continuation, well, I can stop you right there. Okay. It's a reboot of the original film. Then it's going to be shit. It's not worth. It's not. Film. It's not going to have that feel. When Michael. And that sees Star in the in that concert, and there's the fucking guy playing the saxophone. It's so fucking eighties, and it's amazing. It's so fucking good. Tim Capello. Yeah, it, it's so fucking good, and you know you're not going to be able to recreate that. Concert. Maybe not. Like it could be a lesbian or something now oh, as well. Yeah, be that's, that's it. That's it. That's exactly. You're gonna have the trans Michelle. Have, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah, that's it. You're just gonna fucking make it politically correct bullshit. You're going to have them fucking, I don't know, watching Cardi B or something. Mm. No It'll be one. the Lost They Thems. <laughs> yeah, see, it's not, it's not even going to be the Lost it's gonna Boys. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the Lost Trans Boys. Yeah. You know, I, I don't... Yeah, it, the Lost Boys is because they were yeah, girls and yeah, now they're boys. Yeah, yeah or, or vice versa. They're now, they were boys, now they're girls. Whatever. It's it's not going to fucking work. I, you know, I'll tell you what. I'll eat my hat. I don't have a hat on me right now, but I'll eat it if it turns out to be fucking good, and I'll be very impressed if it is. But I've never been wrong. I don't want to sound smug, and I know you, you've never been wrong as well. There's stuff we've seen that's coming out. Bebop, perfect example. I was like, this is going to fucking suck, because I don't trust the cunts. I don't trust what they're saying when he's fucking standing there. And I like John Cho, and he's going, I've never watched an episode. You've, you you've cannot fucking me. do this. You've already lost me. And I predicted it would be shit. The same thing with this Lord of the Rings. I know, Scott, you said it's not as bad. It was, But what I've seen of it, people are like, the story is just all over the fucking place. And they're it's be, not... It's because it's, the thing with the Lord of the Rings is the reason it's all over the place is because they're trying to cover three or four different narratives at one point. Yeah. It's not focusing on one character and their story. They are literally covering three different characters. I heard, I heard the story is, why is Sauron not in his keep anymore? That's apparently the main Yes, story. that doesn't make sense to me. Is that he seems to be moving, and I don't understand why he's moving. But what does that... That has nothing to do with the... But we've not seen him yet. We've not seen anything to do so with it Yeah, so why is this a problem like, they're not explaining it they're, they're making sure you know Sauron is one he wasn't called Sauron back then this is the other this is the other fucking problem with the law yeah I don't think it was worth half a billion to buy I don't think the 500 million they pumped into making this show has been worth it you know it's however cinematically it... apparently it's beautiful oh but scenery see, it looks right? incredible it does like cinematically it so looks, hats it, off to it, him for it that it looks it reminds me of the films when you see the, the cinematography it even does. though some of them beers look dodgy I've yes, seen a few of them beers look like they've come from but, Spirit of Halloween. But I tell you, but I tell you what, when they went into the mines of Moria, it looked incredible. 
It really fucking did. It makes you think, well, that's what the Mines of Moria used to look like. And it, it is. It is incredible to look at. I'm not sold that's on fair, it. I'm fair. not sold on some of the casting choices. But as for the, the Kona, I didn't realise there was another Conan reboot coming. Neither did I, but if there is, there's all sorts of shit. The whole, I read every day, The Crow. How many times have we read that? Yeah, but that apparently... If you haven't listened happening. to our Crow episode, go and listen to it. Because not only do we say that it shouldn't be remade, we go back and forth about how you could remake it. Yeah. And maybe you would remake it as a TV show. You would spin off. Like we, we go, we dig into it. And Lost Boys would be on there because it's one of both of our favourite films. Maybe we'll do a deep dive on the Lost Boys at some point. Well, they well. also, obviously, the, I sent the trailer for a couple of weeks ago of um, Interview with the Vampire. Mm. And they're remaking that. And I'm fucking very, very sceptical. Just about look it. at that fucking cast of that movie. Most people haven't read the books. Me and you have. Most people haven't. But look at the cast of that film. TV show. I know know it's a a TV show, but look at the cast of that original film. Oh, for the film, yeah. Like we've said, it's hard to fucking follow certain people. How the fuck are you following Pitt, Cruz, Banderas? Like, what the fuck? You had three of the best actors at the time. Cruz, Pitt, and Banderas. Well, Banderas wasn't even really known at the time. No, but he's fantastic. I think, I think he'd either just the, done who was about to do Desperado. That's, that was like the start of... You get the early uh, early Kiss and Dunst as well. Like, you get... It's her first film. Yeah, it was you her get, first film. It's, it's hard to and, look at... And it's so well done. And even though it doesn't even... It's like the tip of the iceberg to the lore and to the story. And uh, uh, the problem uh, was what always disappoints me is Queen of the Damned didn't even fucking touch on it. The soundtrack is incredible. The film, but is they shit. mix two fucking books together, Queen you, of Them. They, they kind of yeah. they mix over a thousand pages of lore into an hour and a half film. It, but the soundtrack, the soundtrack, I will never deny it. That's one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in a film. The chick, she looks the part. Oh, Aaliyah is sexy incredible. as hell. Like, you know, all that stuff. It's just a shame she died in a plane crash like a year later. It's Actually, a shame. I think, died, I think she died before the film came out. It's a shame she died in a plane crash. When Stevens. she was ready, uh, Grass R. R. Kelly on the night. Uh, sh- so, um, the actors you've got for this this re- this reboot TV series of um, Interview with Vampire, the guy playing Lestat, it's okay. Then you've got um, the chap playing uh, who played Grey Worm in, in in Game of Thrones is Louis. The guy, the girl he owned playing- a fucking um, plantation for fuck's sake. Yeah, well, this is it. He, yeah, he's a slave That's where owner. That's he gets turned. Yeah, he's yeah. a slave owner. And in, but they've, they've moved the date forward. So Louis was turned in the 1800s. This, it's, it's, not, it's 1910. And there's no way a black man is owning that much property in, in, Louis, in, in the South, in New Orleans, in 1910. No. And then Claudia, she's a mixed race kid. So fucking weird. Like, it's not, again, it might work. I'm, it's not out yet. It's not out till October. So we've got another month or so to go before the first episode drops. And I'm going to watch it. I am. Because I'm a big fan of Interview with the Vampire. And I'm a big fan of Anne Rice. I think she's a fucking great author. I'm going to watch it. Because I want to see what it's like. But I'm 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 going in with low expectations. Which, you have to with this which shit. Used to be a ba- to. Which, which I used to be in a band called Low Expectations. Because we were shit. <laughs> so I've got another one from Jess. And it is... Um, if you haven't watched... There will be blood. Why not? What are you waiting for? I have, it's and it's great, fucking excellent. It's a fucking and you're right. If you haven't, if if listeners haven't, go watch it. Fantastic. Paul film. Dano and Daniel Day Lewis. What a fucking film! 
Yeah, and, and they're both fucking incredible. Fucking it? incredible. Didn't it win an Oscar? Yes, it did. I think <laughs> you yeah, fucking they, should they, do, they, yeah. Uh, you know, like, it's the first time I'd ever heard of Paul Dano, and he was fucking incredible on in that. And obviously, Daniel Day-Lewis is a method actor. This is the most intimidating I've ever seen him in a film is in this. The geezer comes across as a fucking absolute psychopath. And I drink your milkshake. (laughs) Yeah, just the fucking lunatic in that. Amazing. It's a classic. It really, really fucking is. You know, I put him up there with, like, you know, his role in that and the one in New York. with uh, Uh, Gangs in New York. Great fucking film. The guy's guy's just a fucking incredible actor. He's always been good. Another, Another actor who comes to mind intimidating is uh javier bardem in no country for old men the thing with that film it just ends yeah it doesn't give you a conclusive ending it just ends but he's just an evil motherfucker so good straight away you can spot that this is an unhinged with with that guy in the car at the start when you first get introduced to him with the fucking um cattle prod like the yeah it just walks up boom done does it and and it's weird because like i can look at other characters that are great in these kind of thrillers, these horror films. I look at, like we've already mentioned, like Buffalo Bill. But personally, I would not be scared of Buffalo Bill. No, because not. I'm bigger than Buffalo Bill. I'm not a woman. And when it, if it was to him, to, if it was, yeah, exactly. If it was for him to come in contact with a fucking male FBI agent, he ain't intimidating them because they're not going to fucking bow down to him. But when it's another woman, the fear factor's there. Fantastic villain, but... You know, maybe a, 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 a grizzled male detective wouldn't have been worried about it. When you think what he's based on, you know, it's Egin and fucking Pat, uh, Norman Bates. Yeah, you know, mixed together, yeah. But it's very hard to watch an actor portray an evil person and feel intimidated. But some people fucking manage to do it. Day-Lewis does it, De Niro in both Taxi Driver and Cape Fear does it, Pacino in Scarface, Jack Nicholson in The Shining, Javier Bardem, and so on. It's hard, but some can absolutely smash it. Next question. Right. Do you think we will see games like Sudokan and uh, Chrono Trigger come to PlayStation Plus line? Probably not. Probably not. I reckon we'll see see Chrono Trigger. We've We've already got Chrono Cross. I think Square might release it. As a game, but I don't been, think it's going to come to their plus hoping, line. I'd be hoping for a remaster of it. Yeah, I'd love to see Sukadun. One um, of my favorites, isn't it? One of my favorites, yeah. PlayStation 1 RPGs, I'd love to see them, and PlayStation 2 as well, RPGs. I would love to see them come to the PS Plus catalog, but I'd also love to just see like OG Metal Gear on there. Do you well, know what I mean? Like well, OG that, Silent Hill. Well, apparently, but, Konami are doing a massive announcement in a couple something. of weeks. They're doing something. But a rumour is it's literally a complete remaster of 1, 2, and 3 of Metal Gear. Zone of the Enders, all that stuff. I'd love to see that on PlayStation Zone Plus. Of the Enders. But we're not dealing with... We've wanted a third Zone of the yeah, Enders. Yeah, or, or Vandal Hearts, any of those. We're, but we're, we're dealing with Konami with, with those games. Yeah. And we're dealing with Square Enix. Square Enix aren't likely to bring back a classic like Chrono Trigger and just go, here's the SNES original. Yeah, but there's a fucking massive fan base for them to just go, we're just going to update it. Yeah. I mean, what we're getting on... But they did release it on the Game Boy. They did release a PS1 version of it. They they could just go, we're re-releasing those versions, but they're not so, likely to. Slightly different, but also it's been what's been, I've seen on the internet, very highly requested. Uh, what's coming to PlayStation Plus um, Premium next month, this month, sorry, at the end of this month, is Sly Raccoon 1, 2, and 3. 
but unfortunately only for the streaming version not for the downloadable version so it's the ps3 versions which only which for some reason for some reason you can download you can download one ps1 two four and five can't download free for some reason you can't do free the ps3 is a cunt for emulation but there are some people making a ps3 emulator that's about 80 percent complete in the games it will emulate so if they manage to get it 99 to 100 percent all ps3 games will emulate on it sony don't shut them down buy don't it buy it and go here's a hardware update boom done yeah. now you can download that's why ps3s have been going up in price on online second hand yeah, they were going for about 60 quid. Now they're going for about 100, 120 because they've all been jailbroken really easily. Right. They'll play PS2 and PS1 games for free via emulation, but PS3 games can't be emulated very well. Even Sony can't fucking do it. So, Retards. But no, I don't see them coming anytime soon. Um, but like but I, I could see Chrono Trigger getting a release from Square in some capacity. Yeah, probably on the Switch or something. If not, just download an emulator and play it on, that on, your, on your laptop. Or on Steam or somewhere. Yeah, I on Steam as well. So, another question. Michael Jackson or Prince? To what? Bring Back Alive or No, just, just which one do you prefer, I guess. So, hard choice. Raspberry Beret is one of my favourite songs of all time. Fucking brilliant song. <laughs> Raspberry Berets. <laughs> so, when we were in Paris, obviously there's loads of berets. Yeah. And my missus bought a couple. And every time, every time, it wasn't even raspberry looking, but every time she bought one, I was like, are you going for your raspberry beret? I <laughs> to, to the point where, to the point where we'd be walking down somewhere and my missus would start singing it for no reason. And then we literally turned, I can't remember what we did, we turned on the TV when we got back to our hotel and it was on. <laughs> <laughs> you brought into fruition, yeah. the simulation was following yeah, you. Yeah, the simulation was to play it. I was just pissing away. But I love that song, and Prince has got some bangers, but I don't think Prince has got a song as good as Billie Jean. No, there's there's something about, like, even Thriller, the whole album from start to finish is just fucking... Off the wall, there's so many good it, Yeah, this, this is the thing. As like, a person, Prince, 100%. Yes, but as, as an artist, Michael Jackson. The man's, le- the man's legacy outweighs anything that he did in his personal life. Even so, Jackson 5 have got some bangers as well. Exactly. You know, everything that Michael Jackson has done from after a certain point, you know, like... But a lot of his collabs, you know, his stuff with Paul McCartney, with... A few of his songs were played by Eddie Van Halen. The whole of, ba- the, whole of the Bad album. Was yeah. all, all the guitar solos done by Eddie Van Halen. Nothing against Prince, because Prince... Different cat yeah, but Prince, Michael Jackson. Yeah, but the thing is, Prince was an incredible songwriter. There's a lot of fucking hits that you that people listen to, like that the radio plays on Prince a daily basis. Prince is a basis. more talented writer, 100. percent Michael Jackson is just well, no, he's more naturally talented, fucking gifted. He's a more talented writer, a more talented musician. Yeah, but I think Michael Jackson just beats him in being a as a singer. A gift, yeah. He's, Michael Jackson has and a performer. Prince has had to everything good about Prince. He's had to learn, right? And he learned to a fucking incredible level. Jackson's just but Michael family. Jackson was gifted. Yeah. Do you know, like a prodigy, a fucking like well, from a young age, from like what's it, eight years old? He was he was front man. He was the front man of the of the Jackson. He was the one five. everyone noticed. He was yeah. the one everyone noticed. He was the kid. He was. He cute. had the more handsome older brothers, but everyone noticed this. He was the kid, and, and he, he had and the he, best and voice. He, yes, and he had a great voice from a young age. 
It's just as much as I hate to say it, because Prince is cooler, Prince is not a paedophile, <laughs> I think it has to go with Michael Jackson. To yeah. the day I die, Billie Jean will go down as one of my favourite songs. Everything about that song is just a fucking banger. The whole song is good, right? Yeah. And it's it's hard to say. And it, like, even though, like I said, Raspberry Beret, one of my favourite songs, I just think the Batman soundtrack, Prince, fantastic. Oh, yeah, it was, <laughs> Fantastic. Eh? I just think Michael has that period in the 80s, he was on form. Oh. 90s, not so much, but he was on form. He was fucking incredible. You look at okay. So Don't you, stop dogging me around. They fucking look, really you, good songs. You just look at Thriller, Thriller on its own. Yeah, you've got Wanna Be Starting Something, Baby Be Mine, That Girl Is Mine, Thriller, Beat It, Billie Jean, Human Nature. Again, with Human Nature, love the song. I love the Nas track that samples it. I yes. love the uh, SWV song that sample trip samples that because. He, he he didn't just release a song. He released something that could be utilized in multiple fucking ways. Yeah. And it's like, lyrically, that song, Human Nature is an underrated track. Oh, massively. But, but yeah, track. massively. It's a great fucking tune. Uh, for me, it's probably one of the best songs on that album. Yeah. And he's one of the only ones I don't feel dirty about if I listen to his music, even though he's a nonce. A bit of Gary Glitter, like, I go, oh, oh, he's just fucking proven, kids. Never proven nonce. Bit of Lost Profits, oh, fucking hell. When he's that baby, baby, oh, fuck off, you can I know what you did to him. But Michael Jackson, I can get past it. I forget about it with Michael Jackson. Do you know what I mean? Like, she says, I am the one. I did not diddle your son. Right, next question. Okay, so what games have you been playing recently? That's from John. Recently, I have been working through Assassin's Creed games. I'm going for Platinums on all of them. I've just finished the Ezio Collection. So now I'm on to three, which after looking at the trophy list, after starting it, I am regretting. But I'm going to go through that. Then I'm going to go through Rogue, then Unity, then Syndicate. And then if I can be fucking ass, Black Flag because of the um, the online, online, the online shit. But yeah, and then hopefully by that point, more games will be up for me to play. I've got Saints Row that's waiting in the uh, in the wings, but after seeing the reviews and how it rolls, I'm not sure if I want to fucking play it or not. Don't tell my missus. Cause she's, so, it's unfortunate. She bought I was it looking me. forward to Saints Row. Like So in anticipation of Saints Row coming out, I played three and four. People give four shit. Four should have just been a DLC for free, to be honest. But I like it. Yeah, I like. I love diving off buildings and flying around. Yeah, I love all that. Yeah, people people give that game shit. They say it's rubbish, but I actually I got so I played I replayed three, and jumped straight into four. That's what I've been playing, and then I restarted Cyberpunk on the Xbox. Two reasons: a new update is about to drop. By the time people hear this episode, it will already be out, and the anime is about to drop too. So the patch will coincide. So they are. I'll watch the anime. They'll be putting in elements from the anime apparently into this patch. So jackets, clothing that you see oh, in the cool. yeah. So so that's going to end up in it. Yeah. And it's the first time I've played it all the way. Second time I've played it all the way through. So I've played Cyberpunk from start to finish on the PlayStation, PS4 Pro, start to finish, PS5 start to finish when it first got launched on PS4. Not even the upgrade, right? Just to see if it run better. Yeah, it did, and it did, and then. On the Xbox Series X, I've played it with all the updates that have happened over the past year. Right. And 
if you have a problem with cyberpunk now with all the updates you're probably mentally retarded <laughs> because it's not a problem like the problems the game was having don't exist now and they've added shit to it yeah. so i'm finding things in the game that weren't there when i first played it the first few times That's and like you find like gangs warring with each other a lot. Like you just hear gunshots and you'll run over somewhere and there's two gangs just going off at each other. None of that was in the game before. So they've added loads added of elements. Added life to the, to the universe. Yeah, and the density's been up to more people on the street. Another thing they've done is, well, if you just fire a gun in the middle of the street, previously people would scatter. Now some people pull a gun and start shooting at you. Just random strangers. But if you kill them, the police don't come after you. Because they've, they've shot at you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they've added extra elements. There's... They've added the camouflage, which makes you go invisible, which wasn't in the game before, but now you can get um, like a stealth upgrade. Right. And yeah, they've just really put a lot of attention to detail to the game. I'm having more fun now than I was before. And e even now, replaying it, the story is still one of my favorite stories of any video game. So that's that's there. So look at one of Jez's. What is the most important cultural event you've ever experienced, attended or on TV? So I don't know if you call it a cultural event, 9-11. Yeah, I was going to say 9 -11. Fucking shifted the world. Completely yeah. shifted the Nothing's world. Nothing's been the same since. No. That was the... There was a conscious shift on this planet. It was 9-11. If there was a point where the world literally shit itself, the Western world literally shit itself, it was that. It became something else. Yeah. And we've never been the same since. We've never been as free. Nope. We've never been as happy. We've never been as without fear. I remember going through security as a kid going to Tenerife and stuff breeze. like that. And it was barely, check your passports, take your photo, away you off go. You. After that point, it was... Shoes off, this off, yeah, hat off. Everything off, metal in the fucking scanner, fucking all No this. drinks, no water, no nothing. Yeah, it was, yeah, there was, it, it was like a fucking complete 180 and shift of fucking security measures and... Uh, so you were probably still at school when... Yes, I was. Happened, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was, um, what was I, year, year nine. Yeah. And I tell you, I tell you one thing about nine eleven. I just started work, maybe a week before, full time at ITV. So two thousand and one, I was like sixteen, seventeen, and I'd only been doing weekends, and I wasn't contract yet. But they were like, we're going to bring you in three or four times a week on any day, and I was scheduled to work on Graham Norton on the day of 9-11 because he, he used to be on Channel 4 at the time so we used to make Graham Norton for Channel 4 I was I'd slept over my girlfriend at the time's house and I went back to, to my place because my dad worked there as well and we are working on the same shift so he was driving in and I was driving in with him to central London and I remember him going a plane's crashed into the World Trade Centre and I was like what? and he was in the kitchen washing up or something he just had like the radio on and it was on the radio. We turned all the TVs on. Nothing. Nothing on the TV. And then he said, well, we ain't got to leave for, I'll come get you if you want to go do something. So I just went back to my girlfriend's house. So it was only like a bus, 10 minute bus right away. So I went back to hers. By the time I got to hers, it was on every channel. Every channel. And her dad was like glued to it. He was like, holy shit. So we sat there and watched it. And we watched the second plane I was at that point they were going, this is not an accident anymore. But the whole news coverage was, this is an accident. Well, they didn't... For the first one, you would think yeah. it would be. My dad comes to pick me up. I was like, you've been watching it? And he said, yeah, it's fucked. He said, I don't mean, it's, it's fucking awful. We drove in the car, we're listening to the news, listening to them talking about it. They're going, we know it's a terrorist attack. We get to London, they're police 
everywhere because they're fucking fearing this elsewhere. Coming that way. Yeah, yeah. everywhere's fear. The UK is like checking every flight, fucking grounding certain flights, shitting themselves. We're getting to work at ITV and they go, tonight's show's cancelled. They're just going to be covering the whole thing. Yeah, they're going to be covering this. But you're here, we're doing a Trevor McDonald live in the studio about 9-11, like ASAP. We're going there. We build this like makeshift fucking like couple of fucking stages. Like yeah, yeah, literally black fucking curtains behind it. Couple of TVs, and they walk him in, and we have this guy who was the ex head of the Ministry of Defence in the UK, and the other guy had just worked for Clinton's administration as the head of the American military. So literally ninety seven, ninety eight, he was working for them, right? And then so he was there. So we had there, and they were going back and forth talking about intelligence, talking about this. And this, and this, and this is the weirdest thing, right? And you think about the crime in London and stuff now. This, this Yankee geezer, he went, the show ended, and they carried on talking. And he said, whatever this guy was, whoever he was, he worked for the Clintons, he was part of the military. Went, our biggest fear isn't planes, isn't, isn't guns, it's knives. You can't police knives. You can't really look out for knives or potential knife attack suspects be anyone they don't need to be a part of a terrorist cell it takes zero planning all you need is a knife and to believe in the cause and he said one of our biggest fears is people walking into a building and he said like canary wharf and just going floor to floor stabbing as many people as they can the response time to get there armed police to get to whatever floor they're on not quick enough yeah he said he said it it would be it would be chaos right the next thing he said was the hijacking we fear is yachts, high-powered boats, ferries, all that kind of thing. Crashing into break areas, crashing into barriers that keep water away to stop flooding. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And he said that. He said, like, if that happened in the Thames, he said, if you, if you, and his exact words, if you got a sea cat, it wouldn't be hard to take over one of those things. There's no fucking security on them. A couple of random dudes. You get in there with a knife, a gun, go up to the captain. Fucking keep going. You could probably steer a cunt as well. They don't. They don't operate. Yeah, exactly. And smash that straight into the Thames barrier. Come the winter, the fucking London's flooded. Yeah, yeah, it is. And he said that that's any city in the world with a river in it. You could do that. And he said that's what we fear. And I just remember that to this day. Luckily, that's never happened. No one's done it. No one's done it. But the knife thing. Now we're seeing the knife crime in London just going up and up and up and up. Knives are a real real problem i know guns can be a problem too because you can take out more people but if you were organized 20 30 gang people went in and just fucking cleared house you're not stopping them no and, it'd be, and it would be the same if they had guns if they had guns and you went in 20 or 30 of them went into a building walked floor to floor shooting well, most gunsmen's a lone gunman you never see a fucking group going in fucking cut, taking out people is it this ain't the fucking air this ain't the airport scene from fucking call of duty 2 ever since then where i go i always try and clock the exits if I go anywhere, it's just like naturally been ingrained since that point because he said it. And he said, no matter where you are, make always sure find, you know your escape. Always find your exit. Always find your exit. And I, just hearing this guy say it and having this big terror attack, it's been ingrained in my mind. No matter yeah. where, my yeah. missus, what the fuck are you looking at? She says it all the time. What are you looking at? I'm like, I'm just checking the exits. I just, naturally. it's almost natural to me now yeah, to do it. So, so that would be the biggest cultural event I've seen ever. I mean, I remember I was in, when it started, I was in science class, but we didn't know anything about that. They wouldn't have never, they would never have told us at school. And I got home. You have this ranger at my old man. When I got home, I always give him a call. Just let him know I got home, okay? My old man's very protective. 
So he's always given him a car. And he goes, "You seen the news?" I went, "Well, no, I just got home." He goes, "Put put Sky News on." I was like, "Okay, put Sky News on." I was like, "So what's happening?" He goes, "The Twin Towers have been attacked in New York." I went, "What the Twin Towers?" I don't, you know, I didn't really know for about it. He goes, "Oh, there are these big, yeah." And he goes, "They've just been they, the planes crashed into one of them." And I was like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah, he's, just keep it on and have a look." I was like, "Okay, fine, I'm watching it." I saw the second plane come in. Yeah. And she straight after I turned the thing, I was like, "Fucking hell, another plane just hit!" He goes, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, another plane just hit." He's like shit okay and then i was sitting on the phone to him and i was like one of the buildings just collapsed and he just went the fuck it was, it was mental to watch i remember yeah. watching it and just being like this is fucking insane yeah it, it, it's a massive it's a massive moment in history now but this must have been how gone. people felt when they lived through pearl harbor and they they yeah. must have they must but then that was during a time yeah, of war pearl, and... yeah but pearl harbor came out of nowhere well, well they say it came out of nowhere but like conspiracy theories will tell you that they got word of it days before it happened. But I think there was a bit happened. of hubris. I think they thought they wouldn't fucking do that. That'd well, that be fucking also, insane. They wouldn't also dare the, the, do the, that. The president, but they wouldn't fucking dare yeah, do that. I was like, they, they, they fucking would. They fucking would. In times of war, they'll fucking do whatever. Especially, they can. especially Japan at that point, they were fucking, um, fucking religious zealots, right? They were like indoctrinated lunatics. They were fucking full for the empire. The whole. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were like you were like dealing the with actual cult, word, cult the actual members. Word kamikaze yeah. was fucking prominent mm. then, but that would be it. So Scott, your next one. <laughs> Thoughts on She-Hulk? Oh, <laughs> I've not watched it. I don't want to watch it. It's I'm not, not going to watch not it. Worth, it's not worth your time. I'm not going like, to watch it. How far Marvel has fallen since Tony Stark died is very fucking evident. At this moment, when Tony Stark did that snap, at the end. There literally was a shift so after that. What this tells you is Thanos was right. Yeah. And they should never have rectified it. If he'd have won in Endgame, we wouldn't be seeing all this shit. Correct. We wouldn't be seeing the Miss Marvel. We wouldn't be seeing fucking Hawkeye and it all would this be, stuff. Marvel would be in a much better state if Thanos had won. And some people some people said they liked Hawkeye. I personally No, didn't. I liked I liked Hawkeye, I liked Moon Knight, I kinda liked the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I liked WandaVision. And I kind of ish liked Loki, elements of it. But I've not watched Ms. Marvel because it's fucking it, it. That trailer just put me off, and I didn't even watch the trailer. I just had to look at a couple of scenes from She-Hulk, and I'm like, I'm not watching that shit. Yeah, and I'm not interested in the Marvels. I'm not interested in Echo. I'm not like I'm just not. Out it's of not all for me. The characters to take out of Hawkeye, you take Echo. Fuck off. And the fact they're going to drag Daredevil into She-Hulk and Echo is fucking bad enough. Just bring forward the Daredevil series and people will be so much fucking happier. But that's what you would have done. Like So many of that stuff has been greenlit. I look at it and think... Just bring the Punisher back. Ant-Man 3. I'm not be, I'm not saying Ant-Man's shit, but who, who's looking forward to Ant-Man 3? I've not 3 watched on... any of the Ant-Man films. The only Marvel films I've not watched, apart from the Eternals, which apparently they finally acknowledged in She-Hulk. Why is it the man in the ocean? I was like, you're a fucking idiot, bud. It's not worth your time. No, it's really not. Nothing to fear until Marvel buck their fucking ideas up. And we all put 10 years of our lives into going and watching this shit and following this shit. And enjoying this shit. enjoying this stuff. And then they've just gone and go, here's this crap. And we had a few duds along the way. Dark World, Iron Man 3. Uh, we yeah. had a few that weren't so yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, but when you think how many they did... Ultron 20, wasn't was great. Oh, I loved it. I loved Ultron. But... You think they did 20, what, 23 films? You're going to get some duds in 23 yeah. films. That's, you're not going to get all perfection. But 
to go from having, say, 18 out of 23 great films to having mediocre shit apart from Spider-Man No Way Home, which is great, and everything else after it has been mediocre at best. And, they, and that's they the thing, up, that... They fucked up Doc, Doctor Strange. Yep. They fucked up... Well, Division was good. I enjoyed it. A Moon Knight, like I said. But did Aga, does Agatha need a spin-off? No, she's it's done. It's fucking pointless. It's pointless giving her But anything. it was a meme. Oh, it's Agatha all along. It was a meme. She done a little sing-song. Who gives a I fuck? I don't give a fuck. I don't care. No, it doesn't need anything. Agatha, the meme's dead. It's been dead for two years. Yeah. No one cares. You know, it does, uh, what I want to see is what the fuck happened to White Vision? That's yeah. what I want to fucking where, know. Where did he go? What happened to him? You know, you know. I want to see. I want to see a proper formation of the next Avengers. Now that everybody's retired or dead. Well, that's the other problem. Because what the fuck are we getting for the Avengers? Well, this is the problem. Are we going to get Daredevil? Is Daredevil going to be part of the Avengers? But he's a ground level human. He ain't going to be in the Avengers. Fighting fucking Kang and the fucking timeline convergence. Yeah, but where the fuck is fucking Hawkeye going to be doing it? But he's not going to be in it. It's yeah, going to be her. Yeah, but what the fuck is she going to do? Well, they're doing Thunderbolts, she's less, right? She's less skilled than, she, than he is. But they're doing Thunderbolts. So, so some of them are going into that. So, final question. Can you really blame Leo for a good-looking celeb with tons of money, 25, is kind of old? Yeah. If I was in his shoes, I'd be going through women like toilet paper. He's a handsome man. I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, I don't... I, you're right, I don't blame him. Bit weird. When you start spotting a pattern, though... Well, it's the fact he does it with nearly every fucking girlfriend. As soon as they turn 25, that's the end of it. Yeah, right it's now. a bit weird. And the fact he's never settled down and had any kids or nothing like that. But, but the man's, he's a, actually but just the, like, the man's a fucking beloved, established actor. Heartthrob. Heartthrob. Still a heartthrob. He's still a fucking very handsome man at 47, 47 years old. You know, he's minted to fuck. Man can do what the fuck he, he wants. He clearly just likes to fuck. Like, and he likes to fuck young women. He's not breaking any laws. It's just slightly frowned upon because he's like fucking 22 years older than the fucking birds he dates at the minute. But fuck it. Who gives a shit? If she's willing to fucking get the fucking pipe lid. Look, if most people looked as good as he did at 47, they'd be shagging young birds. Exactly. If I look like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio, when I'm fucking forty-seven and I'm and I'm not with Mania anymore and I'm fucking banging birds under twenty-five, <laughs> exactly. I'll be fucking. No one else is going to be calling me out. Women are going to be calling me out and being a fucking. Isn't the thing? Blow cigarette to go. I wish I was that bloke. Take one of the Spice Girls. They're probably a similar age. Uh yeah, probably yeah. yeah. Jerry Halliwell or something. If she was constantly banging 22, 23 year old men, would anyone say a word? No, they'd be like, good for her. Good for her, yeah. Yeah, but it's the, it's the, again, it's the, it's the gender bullshit again. If a, blo- if a bloke is doing it, oh, that's a fucking naughty man. He's a bit of a pervert. If a bird's doing it, good new girl. Salma Hayek, she's like 50 or something. Fit as fuck still. Oh, yeah, fucking do it. Absolute smashable. J-Lo's fucking been notorious mm. for fucking it. J- but if they Jennifer were banging Lopez like 18, 19, 20 year old geezers, no one would bat a fucking eyelid. Madonna did it for yeah, fucking Madonna. years. Madonna's fucking 60 or something. 65 or some shit. Constantly shagging so fucking you, you geezers. You go back to the fucking gender equality, all that fucking bullshit of like, it's alright for them to do it this, but not to do that. It's alright for them to do this, but not to do that. The other thing I wonder is, what would shit. they say about a gay fella? What if a, if a gay... If, what, if a 50-year-old gay man was banging 25, 23, 24-year-old 
little gay geezers. I don't know, how's Elton John and his husband? Uh, well, no, but Elton John, I think his husband's probably about 40 as well. But Stephen Fry, on the other hand. Stephen Fry married his husband about five years ago and his husband was 21. What? Yeah. 21 now? No, then. Oh. Five years ago. So he's like 26, 27 now. But what I'm saying is like, if it was a gay relationship, would you, would you, would the people that are complaining about Leo complain about a gay relationship? No, because it doesn't fit their fucking narrative. But these gay fashion designers that are in their 60s that are banging fucking 20 year old lads. Because it doesn't fit the narrative. Because it doesn't fit the narrative. If it's a woman, if it's Madonna, if it's anyone like that. If it's, Even any, if it's, if it's fucking... anybody other than a straight white male, yeah. it is not fitting their narrative. Therefore, that man is a pervert. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Katy Perry, these women in their 30s and early 40s and stuff like that. If they're banging a 20-year-old, does anyone care? Does anyone care? No. Pink. How old is she? She's got to be 45. She's in her 40s now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If she started smashing a geezer who was 20, would anyone care? Probably not. No. They'd be lucky. No one would give a fuck. It was like, there's a reason MILF porn exists. There's not so much like granddad porn. that doesn't really exist. No, it does. It's just not as widely not spread. Not as widely Because, spread. you know, no one, wants to fucking all, no one wants to watch an old boy fuck, but they'd watch a fucking bird in their 40s get But ready. then I think if there was porn and it was an old man, there are, gray that, air, that, that it's an old man watching it, that right? Does that's, that does exist. But it's going to be an old man watching it, so you can go, that's like me. Well, I, still I wish that was me. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's like, I wish that was me. Oh, if he can do it, I can do it. I think that's yeah, what's going on there. Yeah, I don't think it's chicks going, God, I really want to watch a porn of some old fucking... You do get those women that are weirdly into old boys. But... Well, no, they're into money. I don't think they're into old boys. Yeah, that's very true too. I think that there's there's this geese on fucking TikTok called Philip. <laughs> he appeared in two of my videos, right? He reminds me of Luca Magnotta. Oh, yeah. He's had so much work done on his face, he doesn't look human anymore. And he has these videos where he has this fucking old man who's like 80. And it's like, it's my fiance. And everyone in the comments are like, get a prenup. And I like, do not marry this cunt. They're both British. And he's like, love is love. And he's got that weird fucking voice like Magnotta. He's like, love is love. And the old man's just like, oh, he blows me. I'm happy. Fair play. Like, actually, if you're happy, fair play. But no way does this cunt love you. No, he's no fucking he, he, he wants. He wants part of that world, He wants baby. that money. So, yeah. But, um... I don't think Leo does anything wrong because if you wouldn't say it about a gay or a trans or a woman, why would you say it about a straight white? Yeah, but the thing is, this is nothing new because if you look back as far as possible, it's always been said about Leo. As soon as he gets older, as soon as he gets older than twenty-five, he bends her off. Like Ricky Gervais called it out eight years ago. Yeah, exactly. He called it out live in front of him. He goes. You know, this show's going to go on for so long that when it's finished, Leonardo DiCaprio's date's going to be too old for him. Yeah. Literally said that live in front of him. It's literally, yeah. it's, it doesn't, it, it's, and he it's, was it's saying that, knowledge. He was saying that when Leo was only a year older than I am now. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. Exactly. So, he, 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 I understand that people have picked up on him with him. I don't know how true it is. I don't know if all of them are 25 when he bins them. Maybe they're 27, 26. I don't know. They're still under 30. But they're still under 30. But fucking fair play to them. Yeah. I joke with my missus all the time when she's like 31. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're getting a bit old. I'm going to have to crazy for a younger model. I fucking joke with her all the fucking yeah, time about it. that all the time. It's a joke. Sure, yeah, it's a, it's, joke, it's yeah. a bit of band, Tay. It's a bit of band. It's like, yeah, you're getting a bit old now. I think I'll upgrade you for a younger model. 
you know, and I tell her that to her face, and she because it's goes, just a joke, and she'll be and like, she, "Stop it, you well, fuck no, off." No, like, my miss, my maybe miss, I'll upgrade you. Like, my, yeah. my, my missus goes, "You wouldn't find someone to put up with you." <laughs> exactly, because it's the banter, it's the joke of it. Like, yeah. but I think that's it for our questions. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's, we're, uh, we're done, so. That's that one out of the way for for another couple of months. Um, no, thanks for listening to this one. It's been a while. It's been nice to get back in the studio. We will return, probably with Heaven's Gate and then Black Mirror Season 3. So that's it. Take care, everyone, and stick around for another 10 minutes or so because after this episode ends, there's going to be a little clip of myself, Scott, and TN from the lost episode where we mocked Resident Evil. It's just a little skit. Take care. See you next time. Poorly timed intermission. So I thought to start off, we're going to recreate that meeting. Oh God. Right? So oh, here we go. So TN is going to be the gay, overly woke. <laughs> he fits the role the best out of all of us. Oh, I see. Okay. So right. you're going to be, so, yeah. so you've got to put your gayest voice on. Oh, and uh, you, you are the overly woke person who wants to put all the shit into the Resident Evil franchise that shouldn't be there. Okay. Right? All right. Scott, you are the guy who knows the franchise. But you know what fans would expect from a Resident Evil yeah. Okay. Right. So that's so that's your okay. role. Okay. But you also know you can't argue with him too much because you lose your job. Yeah. Okay. And I will be the guy who's getting pitched to. So the boss of the the head of Netflix. Okay. And uh, I need to channel you know like a a, a boss. A bo- yeah. You know, I need to channel like a Trump. A boss that's hands or, a or an Elon Musk or someone. Like, I need to channel that or okay. a Vince McMahon. You know, someone, right. I'll be Vince McMahon. So you, that's how we're going to do oh. it. And all I know watch about... Out, watch out, women. And all I, Watch out, oh, ladies. Yeah. Vince is about. And all I know about this is a few little things I've seen when buying the rights. Right. Yeah. So so I've bought the rights. So we'll get started. <laughs> You've only seen the films, but only the last three. No, I don't know anything. <laughs> I've seen some photographs. Right. I've seen, I've, I've seen oh, game watch. sales. And I've seen character pictures, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, so we definitely uh, skipped out on five, on oh, sixes sales. Then. Oh no, I doubt this. This is completely unrehearsed because I've done. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, this is off the top of my head. Yeah, Give so. me off the cuff. Uh, w- welcome, welcome to the meeting, uh, gentlemen. Oh, it's, gen- it's gentlemen, right? You, you're. Uh, you're uh, a downstairs mix-up. I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, is, uh, is it gentlemen? Or have I got that one right? Uh, I would prefer you call me they, them. They, yeah, they, I, them. I, okay. I appreciate your coordinates. So you're, you're gay, them, and yep. you're, you're gentlemen, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, are you sure? Are you 100 percent sure? Yes, so sir. he's got a penis. That's right, how listen, it works. Yes. Right? Listen, genitalia does not indicate what you are. I just want to point that out, everyone. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, if you want to be he, uh, he, him, then fine. Okay, right. So thank, I'll, I'll thank, just thank you for yeah. allowing that. I'll, I'll just use guys. It's easier that one. Oh, I, I, I'm actually not okay with that. No, um, dude, no, dude. no. I just uh, if you have to say anything, I'd say it. Okay. If that's pa- okay. Pal. I say pal. Yeah, but uh, okay. I'm okay with pal. Okay, yeah. pal. We'll yeah, I'm okay with pal. 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 So I've just got the rights through for Resident Evil. Ooh. So it's going to be a big franchise for us. The game sales are through the roof. This particular one, Resident Evil 4, massive. Mm. Huge sales. Very yeah. sexist. But now, yeah. one, of the sexist. Most, one of the most it's popular in the game. franchise. Now what yeah. I've seen Very sexist. is there's this chick here. Big tits, nice ass, Asian. Got to be main and character. I want, her, I want her in the fit. Can we get her in there? Her name's Wong. Is that okay? We allowed Wong in the movie, in the, in the TV show we allowed it? may have to save that for the second season yeah okay um, is, that, is that correct if yeah we get, if we get a second of course, season, uh, of course obviously we're going to be getting a white act for this right because we we don't want to culturally appropriate 
the basis of you know Wong being but the an character's Asian name. name is Wong therefore usually indicated as an Asian character yeah, yeah yeah but I mean in this day and day and age you can't do stuff like that that's just not appropriate okay so what, what, what do you suggest uh, I would suggest um, trans probably a trans trans male a trans male. Um, under you that's a gone trans through male so, so what's that what's a trans male is a that trans a, man, a woman who was a man or a man uh, who was a woman I, so I don't know these things I, it, for this particular role I'm really sensing in the air right now that it should be a Caucasian male that turned into a female um, has a lot of daddy issues Okay. But we're definitely going to work on that in the show to show that there's a lot of character progression. Okay. Uh, um, because and are the fans into this sort of thing? I'm just. No, the fans won't be into this. They, why? Why? I mean, you're saying that it should be. Why? why Absolutely. Not? I, I I think so. I mean, nowadays all of the demographics are saying that kids are born. The trans. demographics are saying it. They are saying that. Look, sir, don't fuck with the source material. Okay, so can we tie this into the? Is there a reason she I, she could be trans? Is I there think. A, I mean, I saw something about a virus. Is there a trans virus? Is that too on the nose, the trans virus? Uh, that... Listen, uh, so we don't like to call it virus. Um, we like to call it an illness of anything uh, at the most. Um, an illness? Okay. An illness. The trans illness. Trans illness. Um, trans illness. <laughs> we, we, if anything, oh, no. we like to say that it's somewhat on the spectrum. It's more, it's more socially spectrum. acceptable. Um, so but, this yeah. T virus is the autism virus. Is that what we're saying? Well, the, the T spectrum the is t what spectrum. we're going to call it. We're going to call it the T spectrum. So we need a plot to bring this. You you said tease it for the end and bring up in season two. We do need a plot for this. So what what would you say would be a good starting point, Timothy? For for <laughs> <laughs> what would what would you say is a good starting point, Timothy, to to start a Resident Evil show? Well, so you go based off of like we, as you said, the games are. A very popular franchise, high-selling, one of Capcom's biggest franchises they have. They, the fact they keep milking it is is uh, a statement enough with all the remakes. So you go and you base your season one off of the first two game, two or three games. Okay, that's usually a good way to go because there's a lot. There's a there's a, 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 a we don't have to pay for a storyboard or anything like that. No, you just uh, you can literally just take it, ad adapt it, adapt it maybe to fit up to modern standards because obviously the games are set in. Like the late nineties, so maybe just. So we want to make it a period show, or, or we well, make you, it. You can't. You can't afford to maybe bring it up to like today's culture. You know, like today's timeline. So you can make it the, the events happen in twenty twenty two with how the world's going as well. How do you feel, Tarquin, uh, about copying so, uh, the, uh, the the games? I've got to say, I'm heavily disappointed in this company right now that we're even addressing this. Uh, I feel personally attacked by the fact that we want to go to a piece of source material in this day and age back when it was made you know the company was sexist the company was misogynistic they were japanese um exactly so they were imperialist i you can't really do this anymore um in this day and age i i feel i feel on the verge of tears just hearing this now damaged by it. um can you not can you not set tarquin off was, timothy for the rest of the was, no promises sir okay well I, I i will be bringing this to hr if it goes any further that's fine um Obviously, uh, you know, I feel very personally attacked. And a lot of my gay black friends are feeling personally attacked as well. You know this for um, certain, do you? I do. I can feel their energy. I mean, we do We do have a safe space area in the office set up just That's for fine. you, Tarquin. It but is still Tarquin, right? Is, is this is uh, this because... I go by the name TK. TK, okay. Is, is, um, the, is this because that Resident Evil is very notoriously whitewashed? Yes. Well, I, I mean, can you honestly name any non caucasian characters in there other than ada wong i well, got the see, picture of her here she's a but we can't keep her asian because you know obviously we want to include other demographics you want representation 
Yeah, of course. Like, how many times do we get represented with Caucasians nowadays? Uh, well, I mean, quite often. I mean, that is the biggest demographic. But what about Caucasian trans males? I don't see many of those. Exactly. So we I've really never met to... one. I mean, present company. Exactly. Included, of exactly. And I appreciate you acknowledging that. Your I, pink I really hair's really looking lovely on you. Bro. It is. Uh, it's finally started to grow. Although I can't see your penis for your skirt. I just wanted to let you know. Well, that that's how I wanted it. You know, how did I get this job? Either way, um, Good obviously, I, I like the idea of the first film. So what we're going to do, uh, or first at least film. up to you, uh, as I feel we go on uh, the Raccoon City, except it's not really Raccoon City. It's actually in uh, South Africa. No one's going to uh, confuse the word raccoon. They're not going to take the first part out and just leave us with the C-O-O-N city. I, I mean, that could be racially insensitive. Absolutely. That city. is not, not acceptable nowadays. you know, named after an animal. Yeah, yep. but you know, you <laughs> never know. Someone might tag that. They might make a meme where they cut the word off. Even even if we made... And legal say, would be really upset with it. Yeah, yeah. I, ho I hope some random podcast in the middle of nowhere doesn't do that. I hope they don't no, use no, that no, word. No, you should definitely shouldn't. Definitely don't um, use that word. Either way, um, I, I definitely think that we could maybe use raccoon, um, despite the But the we need problems. to emphasize that it's the animals. That, I mean, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to make Wesker black. Brilliant. Did he name it? Did he uh, name he did. the town? He I, did. I so it's it. socially acceptable at that point. Um, Are we going to put any raccoons in there? Any, uh, you know... Yeah, I'm something? pretty sure they can test on some um, raccoons. Well, some my, raccoons my idea was that we would have the main female role is actually identifying oh, as a, a raccoon. Is there a female role in the games? Yes. Yeah, there is. So what are they What are they like, the, the main females in this? Strong, you know, independent, very... Big, like, big breasts. Uh, Breasticles. I don't know, the graphics at the time didn't really allow that. You know, Because I want to see some breasts. Is that still appropriate, or are we... Yeah, in the same Game of Thrones, sir. I mean, sir, I, I, you know, we, we can't do that nowadays. We're not, we're not Amazon, sir. We can't, we can't, do, we can't do that nowadays. Listen, we don't want people to know that they're if want, specifically if we, women. If you want breasts, you have to go to Amazon, sir. Yeah. God, so, I, got, I work for the wrong company. Yeah. 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 I mean, ultimately, we, we, we want to make them look as... that We know they're strong, independent women. And you used but to work at Disney, so this makes sense. Right? I did. I mean, many a time I have touched a child uh, in order to get the source material here. That so makes you can... sense. So that your, your movies reach out and touch children as well. Absolutely. Yeah, their yeah. hearts and souls um, and well, also hearts. their penises. But, <laughs> you know, we'll, 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 we'll move on with this. Um, so, yeah, Albert Wesker Black, definitely. Okay, so he's back. And then we got two chicks. Is that what you're saying? Two yep. women as the leads? Well, we're not going to specify the women, but they're definitely, you know, from first glance. We these think are going to be original characters. So, so we're uh, not going to go with these hot chicks from no, these No, no. They, they're like they're going to they're go for some original characters okay. for the series. Are they going to be as hot? Or? Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, them, one, of, one of them will be. <laughs> one, one of them is going to be very strong and independent, which is very successful yeah. and sexy nowadays. It's sexy, is it? It's sexy, yeah. No, so what, what what are you basing that on? What demographic are you basing um, on? Well, you know, everyone knows that if you go out in the town and you are, you know, paying your own bills, absolutely more important than having big, Have you big, got any big data for this? Have you got any data to suggest that this would work? No, sir. No, sir. Okay. Right, so uh, I'm thinking of budgeting this at uh, 20 million and we'll get a whole... Eight episodes. I mean, is this strong enough to get eight episodes out of? What do you, what do you think, Timothy? Probably not, sir. Probably not. You could probably drag it out for eight episodes. Four, maybe. four episodes, maybe? Like a mini-series? I mean, okay you could... You? You oh, could... I, can, I can definitely assure you, sir, that we will drag it out and put minimal effort in for If you wanted to drag it out even more, so you could have it jumping between uh, a, a present timeline and a past timeline. Okay. Oh, okay. 
now he's coming up with good ideas, sir. Oh, now we see the past trauma, the daddy issues. It, oh, it, so we're going to put some of that in there. Okay. Yeah, and to make it even better for all the previous fans, because we like source material. You can uh, do references, I guess. Yeah. Oh. We'll put like 20 in. That's enough. I'm not enough. So if I sign this check off, 20 million. Yep. You, it's in good hands. You both agree? 100%. I can't guarantee anything, sir. Can't guarantee anything. Well, um... I've got a blowjob with my uh, assistant in half an hour. So fuck it, I'll sign it off now. I'll see you in a bit. Here, here's twenty million. Uh, yeah, cool. Make the best of it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give your department specifically one million of that budget okay. to actually do the job. Um, I'm I'm gonna go off to fucking Starbucks uh, with a load of my mates. All right, so we're gonna go get mojitos. I might get you half of one, and then we'll start work. So when does Starbucks do mojitos? No, no, no. We'll, no, we'll go for mojitos after. Oh, right. Oh, okay. yeah, of course. Gay, gay bar down the road, you know? Okay. Woohoo, yeehaw. Oh, excellent. If, right. if, if well, that, that, that concludes our meeting, and uh, I'll see you. Uh, hopefully, we make lots of money from this. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I imagine these meetings. How can they go any other way? Yeah. How can these meetings go any other way than that? Because. <laughs> I'm sorry.